Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the 5-1 Formation Podcast. My name is Alex Karabatsos. I'll be your host for today. Joining me are the other members of the podcast. We have Anthony Paradiso. What's going on? We have Tommy Siebos. What's Gooch? We have George Georgiousis. Let's get it. And finally, we have Antonio Canales. Sup, boys? Worked, uh, me and George worked a bit of overtime this weekend. Hey, George. That blue-collar life, you know? Yeah. OT. Working overtime just like the the Barca administration oh, this weekend. Oh, I like that. Shit. So, so, so should we, uh, I think we're, we're already there. The, the foot is already in the door. I we like released it. a bombshell on their asses. Go for what? it, though. So if you guys live under a rock, Valverde is finally out. Wait, wait. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> <lot of applause. laughs> no, honestly, I think it was needed. And uh, it's been a long time coming. Well, we're going to get into it because there's a lot of controversy with this, uh, with this decision by Barcelona. Antonio, I don't know what you – like, you go for it. What do you have to say? You're the Spaniard. You follow Barcelona the most out of all of us. I've been saying it say? since day one of the season. No, get no, him no, out. No, 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 no. no. I, I got my Barca sweater on me, feeling nice. Damn. Listen, honestly, boys, this is pure honesty. I have very mixed feelings about it because – I did mention it in the podcast. You guys know how I feel about Valverde, how I've always felt since day one, since he came in. I never liked his playing style. I never agreed with his his tactics. And uh, I've always wanted him out. Now, the reason why I'm saying I have mixed feelings is just because of the fact of the timing that they took this decision mid-season very rare for Barca administration to, to pull the plug on a coach midseason. The mm. last time they did that was on the legendary Van Gaal in 2003. Damn, and We are nuts. now 2020. So once again, I'm happy that, that they finally pulled the plug. I wish they would have done it earlier. I think it would have been a much smarter decision letting go of him uh uh, in the summer of 2019 and, and look and taking the time to look for a new coach. But uh, you know what? After the Super, Super Copa defeat in the semifinals, the fans were crying out. It, it had kind of like, I feel like an Arsenal effect. Yeah. You Ooh. know, where they were screaming Emery out. The same exact thing was, was happening in Barcelona and all over the world, man. It's a good uh, comparison. Bro, Valverde out was trending all weekend on uh, on Twitter. Yeah. And very so, rare you see a top-of-the-table team sack their coach. Yeah, that's another thing, you know. Uh, that's how high the expectations yeah, are. Yeah, insane. First place, and you get rid of your coach. So, like like I said, I, I got my mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I'm happy. On the other th- hand... I'm not too sure how I feel about the timing of it. Midseason is a bit sketchy. Um, do you guys think it was it was a good deci- decision, the timing of it? Was the, it a necessary timing, one? The timing, no. But I still, at the end of the day, if like gun to my head, I think it's the best decision moving forward. Just to see if... Because they need a more attacking style play. I think we can all agree on that. Agreed. We've been seeing that for a long time. Yeah. And especially now with Champions League coming up, in February, we need to see that from them. We need to see that that hunger for the goals. We need to see um, them finally get through where they haven't been able to the last couple of years, where they've always fallen short, whether it was against Roma 
sorry to bring up nightmares against Hull. Yeah. Or <laughs> against uh, Liverpool. But I feel like if they get, I don't know, this new coach, I know that you were going to mention it yeah. sooner rather than later. We're going to drop the name soon. So go for that because I have a comment to say about well, about him. Another point too before we get into that is yeah, also. Yeah, go for it, go for it. They need the spark now more than ever, considering Suarez is going to be out now for four months. Yeah, that's another so, massive uh, thing. Suarez, alert, alert, out for four months with a with know. a knee injury. Massive. So, uh, were you gonna say, Ant? I know how that feels. No, just basically that point. Like, they need the spark uh, now more than ever, considering their star striker is out. So, Griezmann to step up. Messi, we're not have to worry about him, but. Uh, the other two guys they need to step up. I think it's mostly. I don't think it's more for Griezmann and Messi to step up. I think it's the rest of the team, especially the back four and the midfield. Mm, I don't know about that. I think it is Griezmann that needs to step up right now because I think he's going to be thrown into that position. If, if one hundred twenty mil, you better step up, boy. You better step up. No, and now he's he. Sorry for cutting you off. Let me. But just you can't say, depend on him. It's a team effort. Is what I'm trying no, to say. No, for sure. But listen to what I have to say, Griezmann. If they do put him in that number nine position, I do feel he will fail, number one. He will what? Fail. 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 Oh, he's not going to live up to the expectations. That's <clears throat> He's way out of position over there. Number two, when he was playing under Valverde, he had a lot of defensive uh, obligations. A lot. So you didn't see him uh, go crazy on the wing as much as we would like. You didn't see him get those stats because, like I mentioned in previous podcasts, he always had to run from deep in his zone to to the offensive but, zone. But don't you think he had those same responsibilities under Diego Simeone? But now Be- we're, he's in Barcelona, it should be expected to play more attacking, which obviously we know right. Valverde okay. did And do. I just thought of something as you were talking. I just realized that however he's been playing before doesn't necessarily he's going to be playing the same way because it depends on how the coach is going to use him, yeah. how he's going to utilize him. Yeah. So before I make... Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just realized that. So before I make any further comments on Griezmann because I don't want to shit on him because maybe Valverde was just pushing him to play that way. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've always been shitting on Griezmann because I feel like he's a bit overrated. But for $120 million, let's hope this, this coach can get the best out of him. Especially now, like Anthony said, Suarez is out for four months. You need Griezmann to, to fill in that void. So, so let me tell everyone who uh, this new coach is before we, we continue. Kike Setien. Do you guys know him? No, absolutely not. So the only reason why I knew him is because of Betis. They they just uh, let go of him mid season. He he uh, coached uh, Real Betis since uh, the twenty sixth of May two thousand seventeen, and he also has previous um, La Liga experience with Las Palmas. We coached for two years from twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. Does he have any accolades? No, zero. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he has one accolade as a player, which is the Supercopa de España in 1985. But as a manager, he's been managing since uh, 2001. He started off with Racing Santander. Till this day, unfortunately, he doesn't have any accolades, which yeah. which kind of worries me. I think his biggest achievement was beating Barca in 2018 with Real Betis 4-3. <laughs> that's a good memory you have there, buddy I boy. saw it on uh, Twitter before, that's why. Ah, okay. <laughs> Um, and if we're looking at direct <clears throat> manager comparisons, I just have, I'm, I'm not a, a big stats guy. I'll be honest with you. But if we are comparing stats, uh, Kike Setien's best season was his first season. His win percentage was 50%. Now, Valverde 
in his time in Barcelona, had an overall winning percentage of 68.89%, which is third all-time, only behind Pep Guardiola, who was second with 72%, and Luis Enrique, who was uh, first with 76%. So believe it or not, say what you will about Valverde. You know, I kind of bit my tongue when I saw this stat. He's third all-time win percentage for Barcelona, which well, is just nuts. S- saying a big thing. Yeah. And by the way, both... Luis Enrique and Pep Guardiola won the treble with Barcelona in their first year as managers of Barcelona. And I think they pulled the plug this time on Valverde just because he didn't live up to the expectations. You you guys said it perfectly before. Barcelona is a team who should be getting the treble once every uh, two, three years. With Messi. Especially with Messi. You have no excuses, right? Yeah. I have like so much to say about this. I don't know if I'm if we have time to get into it, but Go for the it. biggest comparison I could make to this is like I was telling you guys before in the podcast is um, Barcelona is a team with the highest of expectations when it comes to European football. If you ask anybody in the world, they they will tell you Barcelona is one of the one of the biggest clubs in football history. Okay, no doubt. Every year, Barcelona's objective is to win the treble. And you know what? Every year, they have a very strong chance of doing it. Now, a lot of factors are put in. Injuries, tactics, managers, signings, uh, tournaments. There's so much that goes be, uh, behind it. You know what I mean? But the biggest comparison that I like to make is, I think uh, for the Valverde situation, I think that they should have gotten rid of him after getting thrashed by Liverpool in the Champions League final. Right. And, I'll, and I'll tell you why. It happened in Roma, right? Messi said it himself too. We don't want the same thing to happen. And then look what happens. They freaking lose, four, what was it, 4-0? Mm-hmm. Okay, mind you, it was at Anfield, whatever. A lot of factors. But, like, it's unacceptable for Barcelona standards. And the way I see this also is that, uh, look what, if, I, if I'm going to compare coaches right now and teams, look at what Klopp did, okay? Last year, he... He was seven points ahead of City, and they fell. And City ended up winning the season by one point. That same year, they went to the finals of Champions League, and they lost to Real Madrid. So what did the Jurgen Klopp do? He said, okay, we've made it this far. We have the striking abilities. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you mixed it up a bit there. Did so I? So the, the one point when, when City beat them by it was one last point, year. that was last year, but... Oh, yes, sorry. The I'm Champions so sorry. League final you're talking about is the year before Yes, that, yes, so yes. Two yes. years ago. Okay, yeah, so, they beat us last Champions yeah. League. <laughs> so then that, go from there. So, okay, yeah. so what I'm trying to say is Klopp saw, okay, we need a goalie, we need a defender. I have so many strikers up front. Scoring goals is not a problem, especially the system that they play with Trent and uh, Robertson coming in the flanks, you know, whatever. Okay, he said, I'm going to sell Coutinho. Maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was a Liverpool. I don't know. But what he did was, there was a problem, summer came, and he fixed it. Or January, whenever uh, Coutinho left. I don't know when it was. January. January. And then look what happened. He won the Champions League. He beat Barcelona. He beat Barcelona. Not him, but Liverpool. When they were down 3-1 first leg. And they won that game in the second half, by the way. Yeah. So, for Valverde, that hap- when it happened to him, uh, uh, to them in, uh, against uh, Roma, what did you do in the summer? 125 mil. On what? Griezmann. Which was, if you ask me... No, 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 no. Wasn't it after? It was after the Liverpool uh, game. Yeah? He's talking about Rome, you just said, no? I'm talking about Rome. Almost two seasons ago. So Griezmann was bought after the Liverpool game, basically. 
<clears throat> okay, I thought it was. I thought it was the, after the Roma one. Rome was the season where we bought uh, Coutinho and Dembele. In the but what you're, I get what you're saying, though. To, to, to kind of finish off what you're saying is that yeah. Klopp saw an issue with his his lineup. He fixed it immediately. Whereas maybe Valverde was a little too lenient with maybe not making enough changes, or tactically, or, tactically or whatever. Or I don't whatever know what it, it is because the same thing happened two years in a row, right? Essentially. So I can understand Except what you're one saying. year was in the quarterfinals against Rome, and the other year was in the semis against. Uh, and the one Liverpool. thing I could talk about, Antonio, from last season against Liverpool, it was the the home game, the first leg, when Messi gave the ball to Dembele and he missed the net. Imagine that goal went in. You know, my dad called it. Would have changed everything. He said he, he was on a breakaway, basically, yeah. Dembele, the, that first leg. Yeah. And he shot it on the goalkeeper. And my dad said it, we're losing this matchup because of this chance. And, and Messi's reaction happened, said everything. So, anyways, yeah, George, honestly, I completely agree with you, man. Uh, you can't make the same mistake twice. That's why, back to my point, that the plug should have been pulled back in the summer. But the board was backing him. The board was backing him. They had a plan. They had a vision. The reason why I think uh, they pulled the plug now is just solely because of the media and the fans. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as uh, Abidal flew to uh, Qatar to talk to Xavi, someone noticed him, put it on the media. And then they went ballistic. Bro, everyone went off. So just a little point on that. They, they approached Xavi first. He said no because we all know how loyal he is. Once he's committed to something, he, he doesn't want to... Hmm. Leave it stranded, you know? Yeah. So he wants to stay in Qatar, finish his business over there. And he said he is open for a chance uh, in the summer to be coaching. But I think he blew the opportunity for now because uh, Kike uh, Setien signed for two and a half years. So we're going to see where that goes. Unless this guy Setien completely bombs the the rest of the season. uh, I don't see Xavi coming into the team for another uh, couple of years. Which is fine. For sure, he wants to gain experience. He's a young coach. He's you know? a very young coach. That's why Maybe, I, when I saw the headline, I was I was okay with it because you're going to see Xavi as a coach for Barcelona. You're going to see it. One it's gonna day, happen. One day. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Messi-less Barcelona. Yeah, exactly. I think he was intimidated by the whole Messi factor. Hundred percent. It's possible. He knows him better than almost anybody, so it's very possible. Yeah. So he wants to be patient to ensure that he's actually going to succeed when he goes to them, and he's exactly. going to be able to control the team. Yeah. Exactly. The way he wants to. Exactly. You, you, dead on. So, anyways, uh, another candidate that I was surprised uh, that they didn't go for personally was was Pochentino. He he was on the board. C- comparing these two guys, uh, I personally would have went with Pochentino. I think they went with Setien just because uh, he was cheaper, maybe, and uh, ultimately because he plays the Cruyff style. Mm. So that to Barcelona, that's what we were complaining about the past couple of years under Valverde. Oh, he's not playing the Tiki Taka Cruyff style. He removed it. He's playing a four four two and not a four four three three. So they listened to the fans. They listened to the people in the media, and they went for a guy that does deliver this uh, Cruyff style. And Xavi did come on uh, Cadena Ser, which is a Spanish uh, TV slash radio station. And he backed uh, this uh, Kike Setien by saying his his, sta- his style of play suits Barcelona 100%. Mm, so for a guy like Xavi to come out and say that after he was in negotiations with Barcelona, for me, says a lot. Go for yeah, it, Tom. Like I told you, going back to Pochettino, he rejected the offer from Barcelona because Probably of his loyalty uh, with Espanol, like I told you. Eh? 
because of his loyalty with Espanyol. He said he'd never coach Barcelona wow. because he played for Espanyol. He came out and said that recently. He said that in the beginning of the season when they asked him, and he, he just re he rejected it when they asked him. Okay, it's, possible. it's Weiss, possible. Yeah, no, that's what he said. He said he's never coaching Barca because of Espanyol. And he's never coaching Arsenal because of Tottenham. Because of Tottenham. Okay, it's fair. He said it from as soon as he got sacked from us. That's exactly what he came out and said. So choosing loyalty over money. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I, I, you have a good heart at the I end of the day. I respect that's it. I respect it. That's very respectable and honorable. Yeah, yeah for sure. You don't see that nowadays. Just to comment cough, on, cough, on what Mourinho. Antonio was saying about the new uh, Barcelona coach. Uh, you love to hear that from Xavi, especially that he has confidence in the new coach. Uh, so we'll see when is he when is the first game under this new coach it's Saturday uh, this weekend January 18th so we're at the beginning of the week he just got hired yeah, he's gonna January have a couple 13th. of days with the team we'll see how they play we'll see how they line up and I uh, can't wait to talk about that on the next episode as well so another uh, little point that uh, Paradiso mentioned before is that uh, Suarez is out for four months uh, there's a lot of uh, news uh revolving in the media saying we should maybe go for a striker um it's january the That's market's open yeah. so i was gonna ask you guys uh what do you think yes no and it, go for a show you know who you go for you br go get paco go save him from dortmund and be like yo whoa that's a big statement come do this uh, i don't know man I you guys, paco. how many more forwards yeah. are you gonna get Wait, which team are we talking about? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I was tuning out for a <laughs> no, second because no, I was reading something it. on Twitter. But don't worry about Barcelona it. to go get so the, Suarez is out, and I'm asking you guys if they should go get a striker. Not Paco. No. What? You give him a second chance? Yes. Oh God, no. I uh, I think I have to agree with George, even though I love Paco with all my heart. I really? Don't know the, the I find you give him a second chance because like, he's been riding the bench on Dortmund. He knows you know what he could fine, do. Granted, yeah. They're not, that, that's my only thing about him. Okay. I find he'd come back and just want to prove himself. Alex, what do you think? I, I, the only reason I disagree is because I feel like you guys have enough forwards and you've been buying forwards. So I feel like maybe give a chance to someone, on the, one of the younger guys. Who's, who's, uh, who are your, your top three right now? So right now, we have, because... Dembélé would be an option, but he's a fucking lemon. Uh, agreed. <laughs> so uh, you're going to play him two games and he's going to get injured. Guaranteed. Uh, so right well, now it's uh, Messi, Griezmann, Anzu Fati, and uh, Carles Perez. Carles Perez. Okay, that's who I was waiting for. Okay, so him. I think he's proven himself enough to start. Is that is, is that fair? I agree. Over Ansu? Uh, I think an, a rotation between them is, is necessary. Okay. Enough for the Champions Depending League? on the game. Enough for Champions League, man. Okay. Can you play Champions League? That's what I'm trying to get at is because, look, if you want to get a forward, sell Dembele, get as much as you can from him because you're not going to get what you bought him for. That's f for fucking sure. You think so? He can't he's sell. lost. 100%. He's, I agree he's with lost at least 40, 50 million in value, in my opinion. He's still young, though. F uh, fine. He's French or whatever. So, yeah, if an English team picks him up, guaranteed 100 mil. Oof. I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They bought him for what? If Nicolas Pepe goes for 79 Once. or whatever, guaranteed uh, Dembele because yeah, there's always Pepe that potential. Proved himself the season that he got bought he from a, Arsenal. He's got a career season. He had the killer season. It was almost as top on the top of the league. Yeah, same thing with. Uh, what? Dembele's done what the past couple of seasons? But in Dortmund, that's how. Well, how do you think he got his recognition? Yeah, but that's okay. what he Listen, was bought. Hold on, hold on. We overpaid for him. You're going to hear it first yeah. over here. And it was 
160 million total. 120 straight, 40 million in variables. Shit. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And he's done nothing the past couple of seasons to make it now, worth that worth million. It, yeah. Like oh, yeah. We've, we've said over months and months is that he is a lemon, so he can't prove that to the furthest extent. Yeah. Because we know he has the capabilities. We've seen him oh, 100%. healthy. 100%. For me, he's an amazing player. He just makes, from time to time, stupid decisions. Fine. And I really hope when he does come back from injury, he does help us out because he he's amazing. Honestly, he really is. We overpaid for him. I'll say that. For me to sell him now, at this point of time, I totally disagree. Doesn't make just sense. Just because you wouldn't get nearly as much for him. Yeah. And we desperately need him. But uh, Do you understand my point is what I'm trying to make? I'm not technically saying to sell him. I'm trying to get to the point of what you guys are saying is that why would you go and spend it on a forward yeah. when you have 150 fucking million of value on someone that yeah, you have? Exactly. I understand that he's injured. But do you understand what I'm saying? They're not going to get gonna rid of it. You're going to spend 70 million on a fucking striker yeah. on a forward when you have someone there. Like it doesn't. For me, it's like you're going to try to make your money worthwhile, and you're going to make it worse with him because yeah. if he does well, the guy that you buy, he's going to get upset because you promised him this, you promised him this because he was he was so much money. You understand what I'm saying? It's that I feel like it's going to cause too much of a conflict in the rotation of the squad, yep. at least in the forward line. Listen, I'm going to end this dis discussion off by saying if they could get a guy like Cavani, that's the only name I'm looking at the, for, for Barcelona, if they could get Cavani at a bargain, I'm taking it. So bargain in terms of buying price and bargain in terms of contract. Or free. Buying price, let's say 40 mil, I think would be fair just because he only has six months left on his contract and we desperately need a forward. Mm. I'm, I'm saying desperately in quotation marks. Yeah, and Barcelona and PSG have done business before. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, hundred percent. Fair. And the biggest and business contract wise, you 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 sign him for maybe a year and a half, nothing more. Yeah, peasants. <laughs> so we're gonna end that discussion off over there. Thank you for participating. Seriously, um, there wasn't any La Liga action this. Uh, this weekend, but there was the Supercopa midweek and the final in the, on Sunday. And exactly what Tom and I were saying, <laughs> fucking Real Madrid, bro. Yep. They pulled, they they managed to do it. What, Somehow. What, what were we it, saying? Man? It made no what sense. Were we they, they have their name slid in. And boom, they win the whole thing. No, it's just an excuse to be tied uh, with Barcelona for total trophies. <laughs> like, it's man. a storybook finish. That's what it is. Well, let's just slide them in. No, you did nothing it's last also, Okay, you're catch. It's also Go history in. repeating itself in terms of Zidane hasn't lost in the finals as coach. Shit. For me, Zidane was one of the best players of all time. I'm oh. putting it out there. Oh. And yes. one of the best coaches of all time. He's proving it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you could say against Zidane. Look nothing, at his CV. Bro. His CV just nothing. screams. He he plays the experienced dudes. He utilizes the youth. He fucking gives chances to the youth. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? He look at Valverde, master tactitioner. Valverde, man. I'm talking about the player. Look oh, Valverde. Valverde, the player. And actually, it's funny you brought him up because on Twitter uh, I saw that. Uh, he saved the game. He did. So Morata was going for a goal. He was on a breakaway. He was on a breakaway. He did a, a, a tactical foul, got a straight red for it. The game went to penalties, and Real ended up winning because of that. And Ramos won it? Hey, yeah, Ramos did the winning oh, kick. And, and, Obviously. Uh, 
one of the Atletico do the first kicker for Atletico hit the post, and another one uh, Courtois saved the shot on uh, Tomas. Yeah, yeah. Say Antonio, what another, goalie saved it? Another shutout. What goalie saved it? Courtois. What you guys are talking about the, the what's it called? I feel bad for Simeone, man. Like this guy he should retire. <laughs> okay, first of all, before you guys continue. Uh, it was two teams that don't deserve the Super Cup and the Super Cup final. That's number one. Uh, number two, although Real Madrid thrashed Valencia 3-1, fucking, uh, I have to mention, Tony Cruz scored from a corner right there. Yeah. Not, not a big deal. That not was a big deal. Sick. Ah, bro, it was insane, man. The it was it was the substitute goalkeeper for Valencia playing that game and uh, the lack of experience showed on that play. Man, he was giving his uh, defenders instructions six yards uh, out of the six yard box. Cruz took the opportunity and uh, slotted it straight in, bro. Snipe. Nice that's, curve. That's so dope. But honestly, uh, bro, Real Madrid thrashed them. They dominated in every aspect. I'll be honest with you. But I feel bad for a team like Valencia, man. It's not every day they get an opportunity for a trophy. Then they have this these new regulations for for the Supercopa, which they should have been in the final if it was the regular uh, regulations. And they get they get screwed like this. They lose in the semifinals against a strong Real Madrid team, and they lose an opportunity for for another trophy. You know. Yep. So they're gonna learn from it, and uh, hopefully they can come back stronger. And uh, for a team challenge. like Valencia, bro, no, it's I not know. back it's twenty years ago where they had uh, money and the team and players and everything. You know, they're it's, showing promise though. Every year they show a lot more promise than the bro, last. Promise year. is nothing up against the juggernauts, man. I'm telling you, this is that, like that's that. why I'm pissed. I'm more pissed for Valencia's case than Barcelona's case. Juggernauts. Yeah, but sure, this... we could have had one more. Uh, sorry, two more trophies uh, compared to Madrid. But now, no, of course. Yeah, but hold they on a second. have to be standard. 91 no. trophies to 91. Hold on a second. This happens in every league where there are teams. I'm going to use Leicester as an example. Mm. Okay? Because Leicester is, is, is fighting against the, the juggernauts, and they're, they're competing against the juggernauts. Fine. They lost against them, right? But they're still competing in the table. So for me, it's like if Valencia can, can hold that front and, and finish... Top four, top five, as maybe they should be doing, that would be challenging the juggernauts in that sense, no? Yeah, of course, but... Uh, I mean, we, we can't just give them excuses if they're going to lose to fucking Granada or if they're going to lose to fucking Mallorca or whoever the fuck they're going to lose to. I'm not giving them excuses. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt that uh, finally they win uh, Copa del Rey. Finally, they have a chance for a Super Copa and they get screwed over by this new format. That's all I'm saying. I'm okay. just saying I feel for them. That's all right. It's a scam. Um, in terms of the Barcelona game, uh, we were leading 2-1 after like 70 minutes. Um, listen, <laughs> I do have to say that two goals were disallowed. Yeah. One goal was, uh, was scored by Messi, who controlled it with his hand. I don't have argu any argument against that. I don't know if you guys saw the play, but... For me, it was like a clear handball. Mm -hmm. No argument. Nope. The second goal that was disallowed, though, fucking offside. Once again, VAR. For me, uh, Vidal was the goal scorer. For me, I, he was onside, honestly. Um, the defender's knee was playing playing uh, Vidal's head onside. Did you guys see it? What, no, do, what do you guys I think of it? I didn't see it. Unfortunately, no, I didn't see it either. 
So anyways, I, I didn't want to give a biased opinion. I was really hoping you guys saw it. Maybe I should have showed it to you before. But for me, it was it was clear on site. Mm. We kind of got screwed over in that aspect. I don't want to give any excuses there. But, uh, but you know what I find funny about all of this, though? Funny how? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> is that Atletico struggled in the season to score goals all season and they have like 83 draws and then you have a game like that okay i'll tell you what the problem is we were dominating the whole game the whole first half was like 85 percent barcelona fucking hell we were pushing we were we, we got the goals we needed we got certain goals that were disallowed once again and then after the 80th minute we shut off and allowed the two goals in and we shut off because valverde uh, i didn't want to put the blame on him this game but i do feel like i have to Valverde relied on his top guns a bit too much this season, and it was basic tired legs out there. Mm. They flew to Abu Dhabi, once again away from home, where they get a loss. Interesting. They had tired legs. They let in two goals at the end of the game. Another move by Valverde. Busquets was the best man of of this game, and he takes him off in the 80th minute, and then the the two fucking winning goals. For what reason? Because he was tired, I guess. Uh, but if, if I'm in that situation, I'm a fucking defensive coach. Instead of sticking to the four-three-three formation, I'm taking off Griezmann, putting yeah. on Rakitic, yeah. making it a four-four-two, ultra defensive. Because at that point, you have De Jong, Vidal, and uh, De Jong, Vidal, Rakitic, and Busquets in the midfield. Yeah. Super defensive. You stick to your formation, and you don't let them through. The last 15 minutes. Mm. I would have been satisfied seeing that. It's like this guy does... He did things backwards, man. And that is (laughs) why he is gone. gone. Don't worry about it. He's gone. Let's hope this new guy can... uh, So, anyways, after this game, there was an outburst of Valverde out on Twitter. And uh, they they, uh, pulled through, finally. The big responded. So, anyways, that's that. Uh, We move on to, to the final, which we already mentioned what happened. Honestly, guys, I watched the whole game. It was pretty fucking boring. Yeah, you see, like, like this is what I mean, though. It was a zero-zero uh, game. Fuck me, man. Like stalemate, can't, both sides. Very zero-zero finals, man. Very, very minimal. <laughs> but it was a typical play. Atletico game, and then they do that to Barca. Like, well, they almost me. pulled through, man. Morata was having a fucking game and a half. It's like, it's like for a Super Cup, I need to be conservative, though. It's like it's a they, tournament, they, though. They, you want the cup, right? So. Yeah, whatever. It's the least so, amount of mistakes. You want to go out guns blazing, at least for a bit of the game. Dude, honestly, uh, Valverde got the man of the match. But if Alerico would have pulled through, I th- I would have given it straight to Morata because that was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Wow, good um, Honestly, he got massive. chances on goal. He was doing moves off the ball. He was creating chances. Uh, man. Talking about Alvaro Morata? Yeah, man. Jesus. Believe it or not, even good though man. I was ripping him at the beginning of the season, there, good uh, fucking man. you had a good Been game. ripping him, fuck. But it's like you said, Valverde saved the day, bro. Uh, Morata was on a breakaway. He got clipped. Red card. Chao bye. And they win the game. So that's that. Um, I know I'm, I sound salty because I am. Real Madrid, who came nowhere near a fucking trophy last year, won a Super Cup. So. That's what it is, bro. I don't care if I'm salty they or not. They just had their name just thrown into the tournament. Money moves, Perez. <laughs> Perez always has a way, bro. Anyways, that's a different topic. 
Go for it, Alex. Thanks for listening. No problem. All right, so we're just going to uh, see one little quick headline for Ligar. <laughs> um, PSG and Monaco uh, exchange goals. It was a six-goal thriller. And uh, Ben Yedder is just... Wasim. I just love... The only reason I, I wanted to bring him up specifically is because he even shows up in the big games, which is why I respect him so much as a goal scorer. Mm. And, they, want, play, and they played away. And they played away. Hometown yeah. boy. Uh, another thing that uh, came up on the news, uh, Neymar appeared very upset when a reporter asked him something about uh, all the forwards being on the, the, score sh- on the, the team sheet. Is all that what it was? Them. And that And that they still weren't able to get the win. Is that what they asked him? Yeah. No, so it was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Basically, the game started off uh, a four-four-two on paper, but it was really a four-two-four. A four-two-four with, four? with okay. uh, Neymar on the left, uh, Icardi, Mbappe up top, and Di Maria on the right. So the reporter asked them, uh, "How come it's not clicking in between you guys?" And Neymar responded, "I don't understand what you're saying. We scored three goals, and then, then he, he stormed away. off. They walked yeah. away. Yeah. Look, the uh, the only the only thing I have to respond to that is maybe." The four two four just didn't work for for them. Not saying that they, they don't play well together, but maybe it just didn't work with the rest of the team. Listen, for I'm me, saying? Alex, anybody who plays that offensive is gonna get bitten in the ass defensively. You're leaving way too many holes in the midfield. Right. I don't know what you guys think about it. Like it's really fun to see, but it is. Uh, when it comes down to Champions League and any big championship. Defense wins you championships. Absolutely, point final. And you're not winning with fucking uh, a four-two-four formation. No, no the, way. The amount so, of space, uh, you yeah. know, uh, go for it, Tom. The amount of space Keita Baldi and Ben Yedder had this game was insane. Mm, yeah. The amount go. of space that they had to just play around, and give back and forth, the space on the left, the right, going into the box was insane. It was like them two versus the rest of PSG because half of them are up top <laughs> trying to score. Tell mm. us, tell us what would have happened in the first half. Oh, they. Monaco could have easily scored another two, three more goals. Easily. If not four. It, it, it was Glick, the header, hit the post. Navas saving their ass a couple chances. On Ben Yedder, by the way. On Ben Yedder. They're lucky they got away with a tie. Yeah. Kudos to uh, Slimani, like five minutes in, coming off the bench, he scores a goal. He's the, bro, honestly, this season, he's one of the, uh, he's the, next the, the super subs. He's murdering it, bro. Have you yeah. seen the game log? No. Killing it. He's not playing too many minutes, but when he comes in the second yeah. half there, he fucking kills it. Job. He has 11 games started, 7 goals, 7 assists. Wow. Sheesh. For a team another, like Monaco. Another reason, why I, uh, another reason why I picked him up in fantasy. Not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Unnecessary plug. Uh, but, um, I'm but yeah, curi- look. Yeah. Go ahead, George. I'm curious to see what PSG is going to do next game because they play each They're other. They're not playing a fucking 4-2-4. I can promise you that. Bro, maybe they might. They're playing each other again, eh? On Wednesday. They're not playing a 4-2-4 again. In Monaco. In Monaco. In Monaco. Yeah. And not only that, two of the three goals from PSG was a deflection by Neymar. was a Neymar shot deflected in. Yeah, it was an own goal, basically. And a penalty shot. That's why, bringing back to what we discussed even, I don't know how many episodes ago, when Marseille decided, I don't know what Villas Boas was mentioning, basically, again, that uh, how he wants to compete against guys like PSG. Well, if they would have, he would have had a more positive mentality and actually gave them a fight... To beat them because right now they're only five points behind them. 
Imagine they would have tied instead of lost. You know what I mean? All I have to say on that point is Canales speaks, the people listen. Do <laughs> 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 oh we wrap it up now or what? Um, <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> uh, no, Bro, that was, but uh, did I have a point or what? No, it's true. It's fucking, it's annoying when they ask. Also, I forgot who else they lost against, who? I think it was uh, in, uh, Dijon. Dijon. Remember Dijon, Dijon Mustard? Mustard. So anyways, we're not going to go through the history. Listen back to our episodes if you want to listen to that shit. Yeah. Uh, we're going to concentrate on this game. For me personally, like I mentioned before, uh, any team who plays a fucking 4-2-4 that offensive is going to get bitten. And if you really want to play with Di Maria, you you got to either figure out to play him or Neymar in the in the number 10 position, center play, attacking mid. You play you, him you as can, a 10. Eh? I would play him as a 10. Yeah, you don't give him too much res- uh, defensive responsibilities, but at least he'll be in the position to cover the to spaces, create, yeah. you know, to once, create, once to create there's the, the counter. movements, yeah. plays. Yeah, because like Verratti and, and Guy are fantastic, but are they enough to like For sure. hold that responsibility, you know? Well, they just proved they, they weren't. Yeah. 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 That, right? yeah. Oh, God, cut your tongue, guys. <laughs> no, but they just proved they, they weren't. They weren't enough. That's why. Well, they didn't lose. Their quality doesn't matter though. Don't take anything away from them. They're quality midfielders. They just need help, and you need to put someone in that number ten position. Okay, fair. That's can, that's my point. That's we can fair. cover those kilometers a lot more than exactly than what they can do right now. But they're well, not. They, they, the, the, that game was so open both ways. It Crazy. was insane, yeah. right, Tom? Crazy. You you saw yeah. the game, man. Yeah, the space and the run that both attacking players Bro, had. Bro, running back and forth like chickens without heads. No, yeah, am I right or wrong? No, no, very right, very true. I mean, that's that's all I had for Liga because there's not much to really talk about when it comes to that league. <laughs> I think we've seen that many times uh, over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing, we're going to skip Bundesliga because like we said before, there's not much to talk about. We will be back this weekend, but we Lewandowski back. period, boys. Oh, stop it. Stop He's it. coming back on the goal sheet, guys. Stop it. Brace yourselves. 2020. We're going to leave it at that for Bundesliga. Anthony, uh, you can go ahead and cover us on uh, Serie A. All right, let me put my whiskey seven down. Damn. You guys heard that little... Yeah, nice bit of sauce during episode 13 on January 13th. Um, oh, shit. Good for you. No, shout out to George because he said it when we were off air. I got you, George. Um, so for Serie A, it was actually quite a bit to discuss, whether it's results or transfer rumors and transfer activities that actually occurred. Good job, idiot. Um, so we'll start with my boys, Juve Roma. Fucking huge win for Juve. Um, Ronaldo scores his ninth goal in his last six Serie A games. Um, but then again, that being said, it was another fucking last lackluster performance by Juve's mid today. Uh, today, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, can't even put together two passes before turning it over. Uh, they were constantly. Uh, generating sloppy passes constantly uh, in addition to the lackluster just overall quality and soccer IQ um, which obviously is a crucial attribute to have as a midfielder is non-existent in Juve's mid right now really even with uh, Sadi's offensive mind man yep. it's, uh, that's just, sad man at the end it's just bad decision making it's because like, Jorginho's not there and I'll give you examples too because they were trying to squeeze risky passes um, they're trying to squeeze risky passes or dribble by players in tight spaces which most of the time is unnecessary and causes turnovers where they can just turn the other side and distribute it to a player that's more open. 
logically. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they make their lives fucking difficult for no reason. And obviously, ultimately, when you constantly lose the ball, the less scoring opportunities you're going to generate. Which I hope I hope they get rid of that habit by the time February comes, because now UCL qualifying is fucking uh, is over. Yeah. Elimination rounds are happening. Yeah, shit's getting serious. Time to get fucking serious yeah. right now. Honestly, I think you guys got very lucky with Lyon. It's it's gonna put you to a mini test, maybe a quiz, not even a test. It's gonna put you to a quiz. I underestimate nobody. And um, facts. Like you said, you guys need to buckle down and get your shit together in the midfield. Yep, hundred percent. I agree. And uh, also, that being said, like I was mentioning before, the body language when they lose the ball as well, it's fucking annoying. Uh, not all of them. Don't get me wrong. You won't see that from Pjanic, where he'll lose the ball and that's it. He'll give up on the play. But players like Rabiot, where I saw that against Roma, where he would whine and complain, not just on one occasion, where more than once as well, instead of pressing right back to try to win it back, he would just whine and complain. I think that's a PSG thing that carried you know? with him. Um, yeah, for sure. My opinion. So, so that was annoying. And just little things like that. Just lacking that quality lacking that fucking the push, soccer IQ the drive. and that drive in the mid yeah. is fucking annoying right it's now it's frustrating yeah. it's really frustrating to watch um, however more on a positive note Delit was absolutely fantastic mm. uh, he defended extremely well especially in vital Roma scoring chances where Zeko I remember specifically received it in the box uh, actually no yeah he received it in the box as he was on the run and the lit came fucking flying with those cannon thighs that he has, blocking the his, uh, his shot that he was going to release on Chesney. And Chesney as well. Shout out to him for a masterful performance. Great saves. Was solid and, and composed as always. Very underrated in my opinion, not to be biased. Um, no, it was in due time for the lit. Uh, you know, uh, he was a young defender in one of the, the toughest leagues in the world coming in. From Eddie Divise, who aren't the most offensive league yeah. in the world. And probably the most demanding team in so, Serie A right so now. So after six months, defensively, yeah. if he's still getting those starts, yeah. if people are slowly getting behind him more and more, it's a good sign at 19, yeah. Especially when you have Demiral in the back there too. So if he's starting over him, right? It's a good sign. Uh, yeah, I mean, now Demiral, because like I was mentioning a few episodes ago, now that... Because, like I mentioned, everyone on Twitter was praising him. And now he was getting that uh, that light on him now that how well he defends and how well of a center back he is. Unfortunately for him, something happened during this game, which I'll discuss in a minute. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, despite that poor performance in the mid, as we see every week now, a win is a win. Uh, I'm happy we came out with the three points. Roma came flying out in the second. Um, there was a tough handball on Sandro, but it was an accurate VAR call, so I can't have... Uh, um, no complaints about it. It was a straight hand. Uh, Perotti, no problem. He's going to finish that all day, every day. Unfortunately for Roma as well, uh, they lost a huge player. Um, Nicolo Zaniolo got an ACL injury. Um, basically, if you saw the replay, I know you guys saw it today. Um, like he was, he pulled what similar to what Sun was trying to was basically pulled off uh, a few weeks ago when he was going end to end. Unfortunately for him, he got tackled. And son fucking finished it off. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, he got tackled and led to uh, his ACL getting ruptured. So, which is tough for Roma, Big considering 
how well they're doing this season. You know, they're top four. And then uh, uh, tough for Italy as well. I hope he arrives back in time for the Euros. That's what I was just about to ask you. Uh, do you know if there's a timetable set yet? What's the, what's, what's the usual time frame for ACL? Uh, six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. If not more. Assuming. Oh, okay, let's just say. June. He, he makes a recovery. By June. Okay. Usually the, the squads for Euro Cup need to be in two weeks before. Okay. If he makes a recovery, let's say four weeks before the tournament starts, they bring him to the training camp, they test him out. Do you, do you even risk bringing him? Do you, do you take a chance on him? Or is there other options that they're all worried? They're, they're not worried about? I'm sure For his option. quality, he brings something else. I mean, yes, there's Insigne, yes, there's Immobile, yes, there's Balotti. But if you want to look, you want to compare Zanillo to Bernadeschi, there's a big gap between, them, in my opinion, right now. Um, in, in, uh, in favor of Zaniolo, you're saying? Yeah, for sure. You know? So that's why I, if, if I was Mancini, I would just be in constant communication. Well, not now, but now we have to heal up. But towards no, the end, uh, towards bo- May. Yeah, when, just when the tournament gets closer. Start yeah. communicating with his doctors or whatever and start communicating with Roma and see what his status is. How's he doing? Text him. How you doing? Show him a phone call. And just yeah, just constantly communicate and see, uh, and then make a decision based off that and see how he does in training camp. So if he, does, if he uh, is healthy, quote-unquote healthy, yeah. you bring him in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bilotti, Bilotti, Mobile, Insigne, it's fine. Perfect. Um, what, what position does he play? Just by he's a forward. A forward? Yeah, yeah. He can play on the wing or center. Wing or center, yeah, yeah. okay. He's a, he's a big body too. So he's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, speaking of ACL as well, in the same game, Demiral also suffered an ACL yep. rupture. He was subbed off early after opening the scoring for Juve, wishing him a speedy recovery. Like I was mentioning before, he's a great center back. Um, I think he's going to develop into even a great one. Uh, it's unfortunate to see what happened. Roma put on a hell of a fight. They've been solid all season, like I was mentioning before, and they're going to keep fighting for that top three spot, but they will definitely finish top four, in my opinion. Um Juve two points clear at the top. They took advantage of the Inter-Atalanta result on Saturday, which I'll get into in a minute. And due to that Zaniolo injury, there was actually a recent rumor that got posted about two hours ago, but got refused. Uh, Liverpool got asked by Roma about Jordan Shakiri. For real. For a Zaniolo replacement on loan. But Liverpool refused right away. Of course, because of course, uh, He's an uh, important depth player. Exactly, yeah. you need so a super sub. Now, now, that, would, that would have been cool, though. That would, that would have been, been awesome for Roma to get him. And Zacco, uh, together, would I can totally, under, totally understand Liverpool's uh, place in this, uh, especially with Champions League coming up and exactly their hectic schedule. Yeah. They can use some, uh, someone yeah. like him with his quality. They ain't changing the thing. The only thing they're changing is if they're adding more players. Exactly, that's it. Yep. No, I definitely agree with what you just said. Moving on, um, like I mentioned, Juve took advantage of the inter Atalanta result on Saturday, which ended in a 1-1 draw. Um, Lataro Martinez starts the game off with a goal three minutes in, beauty finish and a beauty feed from his partner in crime, Romulu. Um, so, Inter dropping points in another crucial game versus a top six team. Yeah. In December, the, la- the, uh, the last two big games they came uh, that they faced was basically against Roma, which they tied, and Fiorentina, which they tied as well. 
I mean, yes, for Tina, they aren't doing well this season, but they're still a top name team in Serie A either way. For for me, it, it goes back to, uh, I think Alex brought it up a couple of episodes ago about their depth. Who's this? Inter. Inter. Yeah. How they're, it's going to bite them in the ass later in the season. And slowly, slowly, I don't want to be skeptical, yeah. you know. It's only uh, the second or third result that that sh- shouldn't have uh, that should have gone uh, their yeah. way. But I think you're right there, uh, Alex. Man, uh, it's catching up to them. Their their lack of. Well, death. I don't know if they listen to the five one formation podcast and they heard me <laughs> because uh, you're as, such a as, peasant. As, as everyone knows, um, they're going after Ericsson, yeah. who's apparently <sighs> yeah. For a lot of people, actually. So for, for cheap, bro. For cheap, for about for 20 mil because dirt. there's not many months left in his contract. So his value obviously shot down. Um, but they're, they're trying to get more players. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah. To fill in that, you know, that depth void. And they can use him, someone of his, of his quality. Now, like George and I had discussed last episode, is he the right player for that formation or for those tactics that Conte needs? Listen, you never know, but I I, think, I, I definitely so. don't agree. I think so, so. Okay, do you think you think he plays that that style? I think he'll slot well compared to what mids they have now. Okay. And they're also heavily rumored for other people too, which I'll get into in a second. So I mean still a depth player. Still a quality player. I don't think he'll do good off the bench. I though. mean for twenty million Bro, you could just and it's still Ericsson. Still Ericsson. It's said, yeah, I'm out of like. I would see him do really well. No, I, I agree. For 20 million, I'd, I'd buy him. That's fuck. money. Like, That's you, fucking just money. Anybody, bro. Uh, if you're any team, bro, you're going to yeah, get 20 him. million now. Let me no, see this. I'm, you know what I'm saying, though? You fucking asshole. You're fucking telling me, Alex. No, but you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're any team and you see someone like Ericsson go for 20 million, regardless if you. If you have a thought in your head, he might not fit. Yeah. Or even he's if you, worth the you risk. need him or not. He's nah, worth you try him out. I you try him out. Yeah. 20 mil is a steal nowadays. Okay, so especially leave the fuck for alone, man. For him. Which, is crazy because, like which is crazy because a year and a half ago or a year ago, he was valued at 150. Exactly. Which they should have sold him back then. Yeah, but then Pochettino was on his knees doing something to him after every game. So <laughs> he oh, didn't want to let him go. Some nice sloppy toppies. He didn't want to let him go. And now biting him in the ass. <laughs> that gog gog double twist 3000 <laughs> that's what Ericsson was getting after every game you guys are peasants peasants but uh, now 20 million from what he was worth before like any team should jump on him it's 20 million we'll get into the other rumors we'll too jump on him huh yeah. <laughs> Christian <laughs> me, whoa me and Christian easy there Tom easy easy a nice fucking Danish delight yeah that's what I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> but uh both uh, in that game two Inter and Atalanta, they both had their chances to convert. Um, for instance, there was a goal line clearance that Atalanta managed to pull. And there was even a screamer of a shot from about 25 yards out that went off the post. Um, so it was tough. Atalanta, they played well. They should have actually got the win because the biggest moment in the game came in the 80th minute. 88th, bro. Uh, I think Malinovsky was his name. Got, got taken down by uh, Bastoni. Clear foul, no dispute. I don't know what he was doing, to be honest. Uh, fucking fouling like that in the 88th. Luckily, Handanovic is fantastic at fucking penalty shots. Saved the day by denying Muriel in a glorious opportunity to create an upset and leave the San Siro with three points, but didn't. Uh, still a huge game to drop points either way. Kudos to uh, 
Atalanta yeah, for saved uh, uh, that point actually. So yeah. I wouldn't even consider it drop points at that point. Yeah. Oh, a lot of points in that. That sentence, sentence in that <laughs> phrase, uh, close to Atalanta to end up coming out of the San Siro with a point because they'll definitely take that and run considering how hot Inter have been this year. Um, your thoughts on dropping on Inter dropping points again, another uh, massive against another top six team. Yeah, like I said before, um, just shows their lack of depth, man. Honestly, uh, nothing else, nothing else to say. And I'm gonna take a different turn, okay? Right? Because from what I've heard from you. Anthony, personally, every episode I hear the word lackluster when Juve is involved in the sentence. So for me, they're, yes, they dropped a couple of points here and there, but so did Juve. And there's a reason why they're so close in the table. Does that make sense? Is that fair to say? Repeat that. So I said how you kept <laughs> repeating how Juve is, is playing a yeah, lackluster, yeah. but you've used lackluster like every single time. time. time so again, for me... Yeah. That tells me that Juve isn't doing any better than Inter, regardless of, of the... No, but we they're have just Ronaldo. edging them. And you have Ronaldo. Agreed. But do you understand what, what I'm trying to say, though? They have Quadrado. Don't yeah, get me Quadrado, Quadrado's a new player this year. Uh, not that game. But yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my take on it. That's just Good my point. take. It is true, because they have been lackluster every week. I've been repeating myself every week that those two words exactly. But they're getting results. That's the important that's, thing. That's they're the getting difference. the wins. Or I mean, not not saying Inter's in, not saying Inter's offense isn't quality because they are Romelu and Lotaro are absolutely murdering mm-hmm. it this year. Murder. But, the, but there are moments where our defense doesn't fall down under the pressure, or or our mids collapse. You know, I mean, yes, they're gen, they're fucking losing it all the time, but we have Matuidi coming out and over breaking legs, you know, and winning it back. So Bliss. there's a little key pieces like that that are making a difference. And uh, I guess just overall character too. Yeah. Uh, just keeping the focus. The, only, uh, the, the difference between the two teams is obviously the quality. Because when I when you look at the, the the team sheet for Juve and you look at the team sheet for Inter, there's a huge quality difference, and you could tell. Yeah. And especially in the midfield. In the midfield, section. yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what I see. The defense, Inter, they have a couple of quality guys, but. It begs the question again, you know, how much more depth do they need? So definitely, uh, Juve need to watch out for Inter. And when I say that is because I'm not just saying this year. I'm probably not even saying this year. Maybe next year or the year after where they're going to start attracting bigger players, more quality players. I'm surprised you guys aren't going after Ericsson. Considering you guys always talk about your mid, well, he'd we, be a great. Uh, we addition. were, we uh, in the past. Honestly, man, pff, great point, addition. Tommy. Great well, point. Well, I, yeah, I could but, see much more for Juve yeah, than yeah. Inter. Yeah, but I don't know what the fuck they're looking at up in the stands. Well, well, well hold That's on, guys, guys, at. hold on a second. I need to comment on this. Where would you slot him? Camp. Fucking rotate him. Yeah, exactly. Camp. Put him between. Uh, You're gonna rotate Ericsson? Yeah. Well, we, have, we haven't even sold Emery Chan yet. Oh, I would get rid of that fucking clown. From last week, he's at No, but hold on. I'm sorry. You can't rotate Ericsson. Of course you can. We have too many mids right now. Too many mids. Get rid of Chan. Ericsson over Rabiot and he gave the fucking week. No, I'm not saying, yeah. This this comes into the conversation of... Ramsey over Ramsey. Keeping players happy right now. Oh, yeah. Who's a fuck about happy? I give a fuck about... I know, I agree, but I'm saying what fucking Paratici, sporting director for Juve right now, I want to see what he's thinking about right now. 
I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I agree. His depth mid right now, he's all worried about his mid right now. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, Which is why I think yeah. it makes more sense for Erickson to go to Inter, where he knows he's going to get but playing time every I'll fucking week. I'll get into week. the rumors now. Yeah. But there's Bes- depth, and then there's quality in Erickson. You know what I mean? Besides him, Inter's, uh, Inter's rumored to get Vidal. But now with the coaching change, I don't know what he wants to do. Arturo? Yeah. Oh, yeah? This is news to me. He's also All grosso. I have to say is take care. Come Come here, here. Shave down shave, there. Shave down he's, there. Shave down he's there. come clutch a couple of times, though. Yo, no? the only thing he could comb is that little skinny Whatever mohawk. The hell's <laughs> on his head. Whatever's on his head. Yeah. Bro, you know there's rumors that that mohawk is fake, huh? Oh, my God. I believe it. <laughs> bro, he has the highest pitched voice on the planet, too, bro. Uh, sí, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also rumored to get Giroud. I mean, that we knew already. That That's definitely going to happen. Giroud can fit there as, as a rotational player. Yeah. And we saw Ashley Young, which is that's yeah, but that's official for the summer. Yeah, that's a done deal. But in the summer, summer, he's going in the summer. And that and that's a thing too. The fact that he, uh, I'm just gonna sidestep here for a second. Sidestep. Yeah, step to the right. <laughs> Anyways, slide to the left. Crisscross. cross. <laughs> uh, Alex's reaction. <laughs> The fact that Ashley Young refused a <laughs> Manchester United extension contract, that says a lot about Man U and what the fuck is going on over there. No. I of think, course. What are you talking about? I think, <laughs> I think Ashley Young wanted to act like he was big shit and say, no, I'm going to refuse Manchester United. Are you stupid? 100%. Boys, Alex. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. I just fuck. I no. can't stand this guy. I can't. So for, bro, so for me, dude, it's, I, I find it hilarious how he... He's refuse the contract. Trash. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want you in the Premier League. Go, heated, go, play, getting, in, huh? go, go play in City. Yeah. yeah. Go, go get your leg shot over there too. How, no, how no, about, no. How about, you know what? You know, I think he's going to do fantastic in Inter if he goes just because every Manchester United player that ends up leaving ends up doing amazing. So fuck oh, you. And I don't even like Manchester. Big oh, things, eh? Shit. Big thing, boy. And, and, and not to mention, too, uh, I'm going to shout out Andrea because I think he mentioned it in the in the, the group chat. Who? He was Andrea Leone. Who? The fucking engineer. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he, he said Conte, uh, Ashley Young is Conte is Conte's style of player. Mm, right? He's point. physical, winger. He'll... He, he would do well under Conte in Inter Milan. I know he's a bit older, but still. Okay, Mark but my I, fucking words. Calm the Potter. fuck down. And first of all, <laughs> don't forget that if Asamoah stays, it's going to be between Asamoah and Ashley Young. And yeah. I'd rather take Asamoah. African Player of the Year. Come on, Not Murph. This year, but in the past. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You could relax over there and you could go uh, fucking speed down Ashley Young because you love him so fucking much. I don't and you're love him, bro. Fucking keep stroking his cactus. Anyways. Ashley. Moving on. Um, <laughs> we're going to Lazio Napoli. Chiro, the, the 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 battle of the light blues. Mm. Yo, but speaking of, thank you for bringing that up. Those Napoli jerseys, always, bro. Every oh, year, undoubtedly, every year. God. I don't know how I don't have a fucking Napoli jersey, bro. bro my grandmother's from Napoli. There was one year where they had black away jerseys <laughs> and they had a long nice. sleeve, the Capo white logo all down <sighs> the arm, bro. I was like. I need to find them. Rock need solid. To go on a shopping That's spree. Typical Italian fucking. Like, and this is me coming from a UBA fan. I would, I love those jerseys. Damn. This year too. Like, I just, think this just is just hide the crest, you know. Yeah, just rip it off. I lost my nun at the one sword. Napoli 2020, where we talk about their jerseys instead of their winning results. 
Anyways. That's what it is, bro. Well, that's not existing in their season, so... Uh, Ooh, shots fired. I think this is their third jersey, actually. It's like an army color green. It was fucking nice. Anyways. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what else to say about this team at this point. Cause, uh, bro, just dry as Mertens, bro. Just come to Montreal. You're going to have a good time. Make your money. Please. I mean, they were dropping points yet again. Please. They lost. Thierry Henry's your boy. They, they drop points yet again uh, against Lazio 1-0. I mean, then again, Lazio have been absolutely hot all year. Uh, they're playing at yeah. home too. So they've been nothing short of amazing by their standards. Uh, honestly, Napoli did play well despite losing. Uh, Insigne had a great opportunity off a set piece on the left side and curls, curls it beautifully. But Lazio uh, goalkeeper Stracosha. Uh, got a touch on it to tap it over the, the net same for Calion inside the box tried to finesse it around him still got a touch he was a main reason as to why they solidified the three points uh, they just again, they couldn't get the best of it on the Lazio goalkeeper unfortunately it was a tight game until fucking Chiro Immobile saves the day for Lazio yet again. When does he not do it? Bro? Chiro the hero. I want to hear people talk Whoa. shit about his name. They can come see me. I'm Fuck. about that. I'm going to say it again. Big bro. trust. Woo woo. <laughs> Chiro Immobile Fuck. in the flesh. <laughs> you guys actually did it on air. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Officially. My without friend. flinching, too. That was pretty good. They did it properly. Officially, too. I can say my friends are rejects of life. So I'm unfriending both of you on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Score, you know, so he scored his league leading 20th Serie A goal this season. 20 goals. Yeah, he's uh, top uh, top of the table there, yep. sir. And top eight. of the top of uh, top of everything. Top of top five leagues. There you go. Yeah. Whatever Europe. Top bro. of his wife. Say some. What? Say some, Tom. Oh no no. What? Who's coming back this weekend, yeah, Alex? Yeah. My say, boy. Say it, say it the way you like. Robert Schlewandowski. <laughs> Tommy, you better hope to God he scores. He's gonna look. He's gonna look at the other goal and go, <laughs> and score a hat trick. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> Shout out the box. Hatrick coming out of nowhere. Yo, that was for Roddy Rich. <laughs> Yo, Roddy shout out Rich. the box, though. <laughs> Lewandowski coming after his crown. So oh, bad. Fucking Chiro in clutch timing, bro, as per usual. 82nd minute. 82nd minute to seal the deal. Um, it was a fucking horrible mistake, bro. I don't know if you guys saw it. Horrible mistake by uh, the Napoli goalkeeper, Alex Moret. Who oh, decided yeah. to play the ball in his own end. And Chiro went to put pressure as any intelligent striker would should do. Uh, took it away. Turned. Didn't think twice. Slotted inside. No big deal. And that was late in the game, eh? 82nd. Yeah, that's crazy. Massive. Bro, how mental is he, though? He's awesome. Like, I hope to God. Because, like I mentioned, when it comes to the international team, we, yeah. the guy disappears. Yeah, we've said that many times I don't before. know why. I don't know what it is. I don't think he just fucking just wears Lazio jersey when he plays for Italy. <laughs> I don't national know. Jersey uh, uh, George brought up a point uh, last time we spoke about this, and he said maybe it's just the players he's around. Maybe it's just he, uh, he has so much chemistry with the guys in Lazio that maybe he's not he's not used to playing with the guys at, at, in Italy. I'll ask uh, Luis Alberto and Claudia well, to convert to fucking I mean, Italian he might have to. I don't know. I don't Christ. know. That's, but. We'll see what happens. You never know. I mean, but might, it makes uh, sense. You, you gotta, you gotta, oh, you gotta it, is, it is a good point for sure. But then again, I mean, you have senior next to you. You have I mean, not Zaniolo anymore, but uh, potentially 
Bro, that's clear. He has a Jorginho yeah. distributing it to him, Verratti distributing it to him, uh, Pellegrini. Like, there's a bunch of players too. Like, they're not that are still quality players, you know. But yes, obviously, chemistry when playing with the same people over time brings on to that point. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but moving on to Napoli struggles too. Like, right now they're sitting in 11th place. They're fucking tied with Udinese with 24 points. Just fucking pathetic. They won actually 3-0 against Lasuolo. Um and they're actually only one point ahead of Bologna. Or uh, like I should said, like I should say from uh, that video, Bologna. <laughs> Bologna. So the team that you're talking about, Bologna. One point. Who is it? Uh, Udine and Napoli are a point ahead of Bologna. Okay. So they're both tied at 24. I think Udine, they, they've been uh, they've been tearing it up lately. Yeah, so in basic terms, Napoli sucks this season. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we've been saying it for countless times that they need to kind of regroup. They need to yeah. look at their, their squad and be like, maybe we need to get get some money out of these guys and, and start building a proper team. Yeah, because at this point, it's clearly not a coaching uh, issue. It's not good too, though, you think? No? I mean, uh, yeah. Who else is there to blame, bro? Like... I know, I know. Especially you, in, in terms of any sports, you you don't like blaming the coach, and I completely understand your your points in that. Uh, but uh, I mean, you're right. They just brought in a new coach. There should have been some sort of change, spark, in the, spark something, and it's kind of been the same, the same thing. So, fuck, eleven points away from a Champions League spot. That's well, a big happening. hill to climb. It's not happening. Dude. Eleven points took you time to add that up, eh? I just opened it up now. <laughs> Usually it would take me a long time, though. <laughs> Moving on to the next... Uh... How long did it take you to count on those fingers? Not going to lie, seven seconds I counted. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next big result of the weekend, Milan against Cagliari, winning 2-0. Uh, huge win for Milan versus, uh, like we mentioned in previous episodes, a solid Cagliari side who've been fantastic for the first half of the season. Milan now squeezing into 10th place. Um, massive moment. Obviously, was 38-year-old Zlatan Ibrahimovic converting a solid goal and then the box on his weak foot. Saying that in quotations because he has no such thing. Um, nice feed from Milan left-back Theo Hernandez, and he makes no mistake to finish it off. Um, a recap of what we discussed about last time Zlatan joining what I personally think is just a short-term spark in the squad. By the way, your boy called it right here. About you him guys joining? Didn't believe me. About him joining? Milan. Yeah. Everyone was saying fucking Ugats and oh, this and that. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, who, who said Milan? Fortune teller Ooh. tones. Fortune teller tones. Be in sports. Wake up. <laughs> um, you got my number over here. No, but honestly, I think it's just a short-term spark in the squad to get it going in the second half of the season <clears> and maybe trying to finish... Maybe in a Europa League spot, which is sixth place. It's, uh, it's like he said. He's trying to revamp a team and showcase where they should actually yeah. be. You know? And they're we'll trying to get that sixth place spot, which is being currently occupied by Cagliari, ironically enough. Uh, so it was a big win for them. The franchise still has work to do. They, they, they need to try to build their brand more and attract quality players to join the team. And depending on how long he stays, Latan, he might just do that. I think one more season he stays. Um, maybe. I think one more solid season, full season, he's got him. I think it depends where they, they finish. Which is probably going to stimulate players being down to come and play with him. Mm-hmm. But also, like they're, at the end of the day, their tactics aren't that great. Their solid game doesn't match the quality of their mids. They should, they should really f- focus on playing to their strengths, honestly. Um, 
more transfers uh, and rumors that basically are sparking in uh, the soccer market right now. Piatek to Villa, or potentially even Spurs, for about thirty million pounds. If I'm the Spurs, I'm grabbing him, especially that uh, so Kane is out. Hundred percent. Kane is out. Yeah, and he's and, out for a while. And there's Latin arrival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his playing time is uh, child by. And even before Zlatan got there, he was slowly riding the bench. bench. He was losing uh, quality in production. So he needs another spark in his Mm -hmm. career to get back to what we saw him as. Because at one point, there was a phase where he was the goal scorer in in Europe. And I'm talking about all five leagues. Yeah, last year. He he could be... uh, He has potential. He has potential to be a 25... Okay, let me... me Hold on. Let me rephrase a bit. 20 to 25 goal scorer every year. Is that fair? Yeah, I, he has the quality. Solid. He Honestly. has the quality, and he's shown the potential to be able to reach those numbers. But let's hope he can prove that somewhere where he can do it consistently. He needs someone feeding him, though. Yeah, he that's needs a good point. Feeding him, good because point. he's a pure poacher style. He's not going to do it himself, right? Because I think he, last he year he gets through spaces uh, no problem. Off the ball, he's fantastic, but he needs that midfield. And for me personally, Spurs is the perfect. Uh, Perfect yeah. team. Because before, like I think, why he was so successful because Suso was also had a great season too. He's still so, doing uh, good though. Honestly, don't no, take. No, he uh, is. I'm saying, but this year he's not. I mean, compared to uh, you're talking about Piatek. Piatek, yeah. You're talking. You're talking about the. Uh, <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you're talking about Piatek, no? Sorry, guys. That was my grandfather who kind of interrupted the episode. I, can't do I apologize for that. <laughs> Tommy lost it. No, but honestly, <laughs> um, I'm saying Piatek, right? The last year is nowhere near to. Uh, <laughs> nowhere near. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. I'm sorry. Uh, Piatek is nowhere near to what he was last year. I mean, yes, he's not getting as much playing time, but still, like even when he is on the field, he's not doing anything. Um, and the year before, the Suso like was just fucking distributing everything on a platter, bro. Um, even like Begovic too, like he's looking to replace Pepe Reina as a replacement. It's done. Yeah, because uh, Pepe's yeah. on his on his way to Villa as a loan. Aston Villa, yeah. yeah. Aston Villa, yeah. For the rest of the season. The the agreement reached for that. Um, another transfer rumor is that basically Cotrone, uh joins uh, La Viola Fiorentina on loan with obligation to buy from Wolves. It's a two year loan with an obligation to buy at the end, uh, twenty million euros ab- uh, about. Uh, he failed to make an impact at Wolves. He was barely starting, usually coming off the bench. He had nine starts and 24 appearances with three goals. So it's pretty uh, pretty sad. So I don't blame it happening. Yeah. Um, it was a good buy for Fiorentina. They're looking in all directions to try and light a spark in their season as well. Currently sitting in 14th. Um, they're struggling greatly this season. Uh, Ribery injury was huge as well. And Chiesa hasn't lived up to expectations. So hopefully for them it helps. And it ends up becoming something for him. Moving on, the Ray Free PL. I start fucking laughing, peasants. <laughs> no, we're ready. We're ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was my fault. So for EPL, okay. The the, the way I want to start this segment specifically is the legendary Argentinian Sergio Aguero. Oh yeah, becoming right. Say the it. top goal scorer in the Premier League, overseas player. Yeah, non. English, non-English player, yeah, and that is an All incredible achievement, uh, achievement uh, for him personally because I'm sure a lot of players don't like to admit that they're chasing certain accolades, but 
you can't help but notice that maybe he was chasing that specific record. He was so close to Henri before this season, and I'm sure it was on his mind. Like, can you just imagine being that that person? Like, hey, when you think back to the Premier League, who was that? Who was that non-English player that was that was the top goal scorer? And then your name pops up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, it, I'm so happy for him, and and not just because I'm a Man City fan, but him as a player, him as a person. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for him. That is an amazing achievement for a player to have. For sure. 100%. Yeah. And he did it in style too. He got a hat trick. Hat trick, yeah. Hat trick and an assist worth mentioning. Oh. So he got three goals and an assist that game. Yeah. Granted, it was against um, a struggling, um, newly Aston. promoted Aston Villa. Aston Villa. But you know what? He still did it. Hmm. He scored it in fashion, like we said. He scored three. He scored a hat trick. He passed the record. Uh, and. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was, great. Just, it was great to witness. I just want to mention though for Aston Villa, uh, probably you guys don't know this, but they just newly required uh, Danny Drinkwater, who was on loan from Burnley, and he absolutely played like crap. I was just gonna say, he, and it was I think it was mainly his fault the two first goals. Yep, and that really opened up the game, and then at that point it was kind of like. Over. I remember they they during the game they kept the the commentators kept mentioning his name and they're yeah. like, what is he doing? Like yeah. every time he would come up to, to a player, yeah. he would make the wrong move, yeah, and that would open them up, and then it would cause a goal. I mean, in his defense, he hasn't gotten any solid playing time. Um, okay, but he's an experienced player, and players look up to him, so they're they're looking for that yeah. that smart play. He's played in the big clubs. He's played with Leicester. He played with Chelsea. Uh, he didn't play much with Chelsea, though. He no, didn't do much with Chelsea, and I that's mean, why he's on loan. Granted, but at the same time, shouldn't you, like wouldn't he have learned a couple of things from a I big guess. club like that? I feel like maybe maybe too much rust, not enough playing okay. time. Okay, that's and fair, it's, and it's showing but because it right. was it was pretty bad. It was rough. He it looked, was rough. He looked very bad. It, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't anything pretty. Yeah, no, I agree. It's unfortunate it was, look, for him. It's, it was a rough game. You're playing against one of the juggernauts, like we said before, Man City. Uh, and then you have the one, the only, Kevin De Bruyne, just absolutely with a masterful assist to, to Gabriel Jesus. Um, even uh, Jesus, after he scored, he just looked at De Bruyne. He's like, how the fuck did you pass that? He was like, <laughs> thank you so much. You know, you could tell in his face. Even even Lukaku commented on it on Twitter. Yeah, he oh, he did. It. What did he say? Did, yeah. did, did you guys remember? He said, "What a pass, bro!" And uh, KDB the, uh, replied, "Wait till the summer, Euro hey, 2020." Get ready for the summer. That's why he has fucking 99 pass on his team of the year card on FIFA. So, uh. Uh, he's he's something else this year, man. Honestly, it's you could tell that last year it bothered him so much that he was he was gone for so long with an injury. He came back. He he didn't feel the same way. Uh, this year he's back with a vengeance. Uh, so happy for him. Big yeah. shout out to also Rihad Mares. Yo, he's big been playing two. very good lately. Low key, good game, two goals. I, I know I keep, I hate, I hate, I hate that about myself. Is that every time I hear his name, and I should be so much more happier for the way he's performing, and he is performing well. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to him. I don't know. There's sometimes I, I I've watched him enough to just see the, those bad parts of his game, and then I think that's what kind of I always I always kind of click to that. But I should be a little more, you know, leaner when it comes to him or lenient when it comes to Tamara's yeah. because he is performing. Yeah. You know, the production's there. But it's kind of like uh, like in life. 
I can do a hundred good things to you, but you'll always remember that one bad thing. Yeah, I you did. see exactly. There you go. You know, so I I kind of get you on that. I feel you on that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, shall we get into Liverpool Tottenham? Oh, before. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anthony wanted to throw something in there. Go for it. What's the status on uh, Laporte and uh, Leroy? Uh, Leroy is very they're actually both very close I think they've both joined What's from what that? I saw because I've been following their accounts Laporte was uh, Laporte is in, is, is in training he's just not fully fit okay. and the same goes with Leroy so what now we're January 13 I can see them both playing in February oh. if, I'm, if, I, if I'm honest Pro. that's if Leroy's still there no no Bayern, he's, Bayern he's gonna stay Bayern confirmed Bayern confirmed they're not by him uh, yeah. they, they pulled out I saw that too oh yeah well at least for now no, January, it's not happening. January for now, it's not happening. If they're going for him, it's, uh, the, it's summer. In the summer. summertime. Which yeah. I... Makes sense. It makes sense, and I think he is going to go in the summer. So I'm you kind think of so? A, yeah, yeah, I think so. I th- we'll see but how then, the season ends. But then what happens to him? Like, The only way he stays, George, if I'm being honest, yeah. is if they win Champions League yes. with him. Facts. That's the only way I can see Leroy saying, we just fucking won Champions League. Let's go back to showing Liverpool who's boss in the Premier League. That's the only way... I see him staying. Yeah. Because for me, if Byron's coming to me, I'm going to be the new number 10. I'm going to be the new star of the team. I'm going to make an incredible increase in salary. So there's too many... Uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Variables. Variables or whatnot. Like, there's too many things to say, to not not be able to say no to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said before, the only way I see Leroy staying is if they win Champions League this year. Okay. Yeah. And if he's... A vital part in them winning it too, right? Not just you know. I think he would be. He would be obviously for sure. Cause he's. Oh, once he comes back, that left wing spot is his. There's not even. It's not even a question. Yeah, yeah. there's no doubt. So, granted, like we just spoke, we literally just spoke about it. Riyad's doing well. It's great. But when Leroy comes back, he's grabbing that spot. He's gonna kill it because we all know the type of player he is. Yeah. And the well, impact what, what he has on the field. What happens to Sterling? Sterling goes on the right, and right, Riyad goes back on the bench. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. So yeah. Bernardo Silva and Riyad Mahrez on the bench. Well, Bernard Bernardo's gonna because David Silva has has lost a bit of his game time. Oh, uh, in the last retiring at the end of the season. He's retiring at the end of the season. He's losing a bit of his game time, and whoa, I can whoa. see not retiring. He's leaving Man City. He's gonna continue playing there. Sorry, I mean, poor choice of words. He's leaving Man City at the end of the season. Right. Uh, and Bernardo has played CDM in the past. Yeah, that that that's, I know. That that's, I know. Okay. That's uh, Pep's preferred position for Bernardo. Is that he? He could be a fine replacement for definitely. Silva. Well, D- David Silva for David Silva definitely yeah. in that position for sure. He has the same like they have that same flair, the style, yeah, same style. They're both left footed. The yeah, they look the same. They look the same anyway. One's the same number height. twenty. The other one's twenty one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Catch my drift. Great comparison, boys. No problem. <laughs> no, but. They, they do have the same playing style, though. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah the playing style, 100%. So, definitely, I could see uh, him and Foden being that replacement next season. Because once David Silva goes, it's going to be those two guys um, f- flipping uh, positions. Sick shit. So, uh, in other news, when it comes to uh, Premier League, um, Liverpool, Tottenham, big game. And I watched it. It was a fantastic game. Uh, one nothing result. Um, Bobby, I'm trying to remember who my man of the match was. I'm trying to remember. Do you guys? Who is your man of the match? We should have won. Firmino. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who mine was. I don't, I don't think it was Bobby Firmino. Sadio. I don't it, remember. It's gonna come back to me, guys. I, I don't. If remember I had to pick one for Tottenham, it's Tangana. 
the 19 oh, year old center back was very for good us. for Tottenham. I agree with that. He was our star. And I was worried game. for them because at the beginning of the game, when I'm looking at the lineups, I had no idea that this young kid was going to start the game. He's one of our own. So I see I see Tangana there, and I'm like, who the hell is that? And mm-hmm. I was freaking out. I'm like, what's Mourinho doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Playing a young guy like that at center back, mm-hmm. he put his trust in him, and this guy was a lockdown for most of the game, yep. for the better part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, super confidence on the field. Uh, super confident on the field, sorry, um, and uh, very happy for him. And I think he's showing promise that he can maybe crack the top eleven uh, for the next coming games. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Definitely. But Liverpool, uh, back to what I was saying, uh, or we've what we've been saying for so long is that their, their quality is is just it's incredible how well they play together. When you're watching them play, it's the chemistry is just nuts, man. The oh, way they click, yeah. bro. It's, they're twenty. Wins, one tie yeah. and zero losses in the EPL. Yeah. Let's just like we're not gonna sugarcoat take it. this That's in it. Yeah. because it's bro. It's if it happens again, it's gonna be like a blue moon. You know. I agree. They have the most points in the certain amount of played games out of every other top team yeah. in the history of football. No, it's so uh, yeah. just but. Take that in. In the best league in the world, by the way. The most competitive league. The most competitive league. For me, the only thing I could take away from that game is, for us, is we had quality chances. Yo, that, my God. That, I'm sorry, should have gone in. 100%, yeah. bro. You, you guys could have easily won, won that the game, game. <clears throat> if, if you at, had the finishing At factor. minimum, tie it. At minimum. At minimum, tie it. Sergio crossed it to La Celso right in front. And, he and by the net. way, that was a... a Ridiculous cross by Serge uh, Serge, yeah. uh, Serge Aurier. Aurier. <laughs> but but that just shows like you you, you take away Kane's injured. Imagine having him there. Like he finishes that every single time. And after Sun also skyrocketing the net. That's another one. No, but, I know, but you know what? Uh, Sun for me this game. Uh, every chance he got. Uh, the ball just went into Allison's hands. It was always. never uh, an over-the-top shot. It was just always a very clear right shot. On. Right on Allison. Allison had no problem getting those balls. Nope. So, Bro, even when he did his trademark, trademark cut to yep. the left foot, outside of the box curve, yep. trying the top left of the, of the net... It was Allison this. got it no problem, bro. He grabbed it, didn't even leave a rebound. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, made him, they made Allison look way better in the game than he probably exactly. actually was. Yeah. But it's because of those very silly shots that they were taking and there was no power behind them. Uh, and it's crazy because I know you watched the game, but I don't know if you can agree with me, but the only the only time that we really showed like complete dominance is when LaCelso and Lamella both came on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair to as say. As soon as they came on, like the last 15 minutes was, was all us making passes into the box, yep. them creating, taking from midfield all the way to the net. I find LaCelso, if Erickson does leave, LaCelso takes over a spot and runs with it. Tommy, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, Kane, didn't he was already injured before this game, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if he was in this game, yeah. would he have... Would he, would he would have he won you guys the game? No. For those chances? I'm asking Tommy. I, I know, but I don't like that question, though. I'm going to stop it. I don't like that question. Would have he been a difference? Would have been a difference, yeah. You just show quality in goal scoring. 
he has so much more quality apart from Sun. He has the that finishing touch that you know. Yeah, but you don't you don't you don't really know that though. Talk about Kane? No, but in general, like you don't you don't know. No, it's, I know. It's easy, oh, no. it's easy to, for us to say, yeah, he would have made a difference, but you don't know because sometimes we've had many talks about this before, uh, where there has been results where they were doing better without Kane during a season. Mm-hmm. So player stepped up. Another player stepped and up. And the player that stepped up was Son. Right. When, but, when he was but, injured. Do you understand what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. There has been literally you know I mean? a picture showing the results of with Kane and, and without, without Kane. Kane. Yeah. And and you've seen it where without Kane, sometimes they'll win more or they'll, they'll produce more or they'll look a lot, a lot better. So for me to say that with Kane, they would have been better, I'm not so convinced. I'm just, like, imagine like it's, just not, having... it's not fair to Liverpool no, to but, say... Okay. Imagine Kane getting it at the end of the or the or the freaking Okay, well, okay, Tonio, but imagine Laporte didn't get injured. No, hundred percent. But it's not fair. It's not fair to say that. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, the injuries. We can imagine all we want. Crazier. Look, this is just me personally. I don't like when when shit like that comes into play, because that's just me. I'm just stirring the pot, boy. You guys need to fill the ingredients. I know, Damn. but I can. You know what? If that was the case, I could have sat here and said, "Imagine Laporte didn't get injured. Imagine Leroy didn't get injured. We'd be fucking first. You know what I mean? Like it's easy for me to say that because it's circling I in my head. I don't argue that. But I yeah, don't but, argue but, that. But for us, the injuries like we lost Lloris, Kane, and Dombele. Yeah, but so did Soko. we. So did I'm we. just saying. But I'm just saying, imagine like you guys. Imagine you having those two players. Imagine us having imagine. our full team. Okay, that, that being said, you guys make great points. I think the league would have been tighter at this point of time. If our both teams are healthy or 100%? 100%. 100%. 100%. you know, they've been facing controversy and maybe being unlucky in the past couple of seasons, not getting that championship. So maybe this is Lady Luck returning the favor this year. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, no matter what you want, no matter how much work you put in, no matter how much talent, skill you have, you need that bit of luck. Yeah, no, definitely. And maybe this year, for Liverpool to finally get that title, they got that luck through injuries of opposing teams. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Well, That's is, fine. We haven't had a Do I make a fair point? Since the beginning of the season. Yeah, but we're in January. So yeah, and and on, City they, as well. But yeah, but hold on a second. If <clears throat> Liverpool, if 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 Liverpool win the league this this year, are you always going to hold that over their head? No. I'm not holding anything over their head. I'm just saying, like, they've been unlucky in the past, and maybe this year luck has turned the table on them. Okay. You know, that's with, all I'm saying. With results, with our calls. Mostly because of injury, because like uh, no, it makes it both. I'm saying for sure, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. everything. Let's just leave that's it on that. Saying, everything. That's why I was trying to argue with you guys in the past. Where yes, they're playing incredibly every week, week in week out. But sometimes to win championships, yeah, a bit of luck. shit has to go your fucking way. But just like Juve, uh, yeah. like uh, what's happening now with Juve. You know, yeah. they're not uh, seem they don't seem amazing, but they're getting results. Yeah. That's it. At the end of the day, they're getting the W, yeah, yeah. just like Liverpool. Not maybe, obviously, not to that factor of Liverpool, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. No close, yeah, yeah, for sure. So another headline that made the news for uh, oh, for thing, yeah. for Tottenham. I know we're gonna talk about transfers since we're on Tottenham. That we just got. Well, it looks like uh, Edson, Getson Fernandez from Benfica coming to us. 
would you call me? Which is massive, yeah. Okay, but hold on. When you're, saying, when you're saying massive, how, how old is this kid? I didn't know that he's young. And if you look, and if you look at the highlights. 18. He's 18 years yeah, old. But and he's the same playing style as son. Okay. But how is that massive? Because you know, he's not going to get playing time. Now with all the injuries, he's going to get playing time. Where does he play? He could play on the wing or he could play up front. It's very diverse it's, it's a, forward. It's, it's, a, it's a good signing. I just don't see him and playing. especially under Mourinho, you want to learn. You want to learn the best way to play. You came to the right club. Here's a question, actually. Nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, about the uh, Tottenham and Liverpool game. Make yeah. another drink, fuck. Uh, who played striker for Tottenham? No one. No, he played the San Moore up top. So they had two of them up top. Two. It was three. It was a three-five-two. Because stylistically, three-five-two. I didn't even see that coming. I was trying to picture in my head how he was going to form up without Kane. Yeah, without Kane, right? And I stylistically, never, I never pictured yeah. him putting Lucas. But in he did there. it. Never. I would never. When I saw that, that's why when I said no one, I don't consider any of them up top. They're just because of them playing more onto the sides. That's why this transfer window, there's been three names. There's been Piatek. There's been also Paco, the Romero. Now, recently, the past, from yesterday to today, I've been seeing Cavani's name also. Like, a massive signing for you guys would have been a goal scorer like Piatek. Like, Getson Fernandez, it's great, mm-hmm. but I, I, I feel like they could have, like, he needs to get a bigger signing than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make up for the Kane loss. Yeah. I'm just saying from, like, the potential-wise. Yeah. This is only not to repair now. This is also for... Granted. Granted. I'm just, it's not a, it's not a fix because don't forget, the only reason I'm saying it the way I'm saying it is because you guys need to challenge for, for a top three finish mm-hmm. to make Champions League next year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Top four. I agree. And you're in the Champions League coming up now in the knockout stages, so you need and to fix... Timo Warner. But you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to say is that Hopefully your team can can make that 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 um, or fill that void because if you guys don't before Champions League, there's going to be issues. No, no, yeah. Well, that's what we're we'll looking at. We're looking at a bunch of players. Getson was a good player to get. Like yeah. I'm really happy that we got him. But I agree with you. Hey man, I'll sh- if he actually plays, I'll shut up and I'll and I'll I'll credit you. Mm-hmm. If I see him start, I'll credit oh, you no, whenever. Start because Marino showed Marino's wanted him. Since he took over, like he's always been looking at his Portuguese players. Okay, like we'll see. Antonio, his first signing, a young Portuguese player from Benfica. Like, okay. Well, you heard it here first. So if, if he does end up starting and he does get playing time, then then I'll shut up I and agree, I'll, I'll, I'll put up. But I agree with you 100%. Go out and get a striker. Yeah. We still have some time, and it looks like we are. Names flying around our transfer rumors. Yeah, Tony? Th- that being said, there's a lot of talent coming out of Portugal. Granted. A lot of young talent. Man. Granted. It's crazy. I hope he does. Uh, I hope he does start for for Tottenham once in a while and mm-hmm. puts in a goal or two. You know, it's just that extra flair. Imagine mm-hmm. having another son out there. Like it just it just shows that that at this moment, time. without Kane, for what? Uh, how many uh, weeks is it? Eight. What? Until April. Kane, he comes back mid April. April. So four Holy months. Holy fuck! Four months. Another one. Four months. And we have Sissoko out till April. That's why for me it's like okay. Go get Piatek. Go get Paco. Go get somebody who's going to get you goals because an 18-year-old Portuguese player, a winger, is not going to get you anything. For sure. I know what you're, where you're coming from, but yeah. whatever. They're, they're adding depth. They're adding options. Even okay. for a loan, bro. Just fucking try them out. Who's this? Loan with option to buy for Piatek. Piatek? Something. Something. 
Yeah, you need that uh, poacher, bro. Yeah, and do it with do option it. to buy. It's not. It's not know. the worst idea. With, Let's you just know, say that. You don't know yeah. how he's going to pan out. Don't forget, AC, AC Milan has to agree to that too, though. And yeah, they, because they're trying then to get Milan rid of him. gets fucked. Well, they I'm, want. I'm not going to say fucked, but bro, uh, like Zlatan needs some rest. Let's be honest with you. Yep. He's not going to play every single game until the uh, the end of the season. You I know think what I'm he saying? can. It's crazy. Even without Zlatan, he was still riding the bench. Piatra. I'm. I'm. But I, you know what, Georgia yep. can see what you're saying. But I, I, I kind of agree with Antonio is that I don't know. I don't want to underestimate his 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 fitness. But he is thirty. What he thirty eight? Like I don't know how how much he can play. I Listen, don't know how long. just to just to let you know, when he played for the Galaxy, he was the hundred percent starter at striker. Always. He got injured. Okay, here uh, and there, he missed a couple of months total. Okay. So that's where I'm coming from. And don't forget the the, the difference in leagues in terms of competition. If, in terms if of I'm AC Milan, I'm I'm keeping my Piatek and I'm rotating him with Zlatan. That's fair. That's what I'm doing. That's yeah. fair. Because you can't rely on a 38-year-old Zlatan. He's going to get you those goals like he got you this the weekend. one, yep. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. But you can't rely on him 90 minutes every, every game no. until the end of the season. Yep. Honestly, that, I, that would be a big mistake on their part. I think for Tottenham's case, I think you go for Paco. He's not getting playing time, especially they got uh, early Holland. Holland. Yep. Perfect candidate, bro. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, P- come to the PL. Try something new. Why not? They're probably worth the same amount of money. Yeah. At the, at the moment, at this very moment, I think they're worth the same amount. And Paco's so. young too. Paco, Paco is worth he's 40. guys. He's 24 years yeah. old, Paco. Paco's on transfermarket.com is worth 40 million euros. He's and Piatek is worth 35 or 30. So around the same. So. For okay. 10 mil, bro, I'm, no, I'm going you, for it's Paco. It's a win-win. You go, for, you go for either or, whichever one comes out, you're, you're winning. It's I a know win-win. Paco's like, what do you call it? He's proven. Like, you know he could put the ball behind the net. But there's something going on in Dortmund. There's a reason why he's not starting. There's always I mean, a reason. I wish I had the insight to know, but I, mean, I don't. I mean, but there's always a reason. It Tommy. bothers me seeing him on the bench and God say up top. It, it bothers it me too. It me but watching these games and watching. Oh, trust it. me, bro. There's always a reason. Yeah. It something. just sucks because the reason why it bothers me so much personally is because of how well he started the season. And then after he got injured, it just all went away, and he lost his spot. He lost everything. It, it for me something injury fucks you up, bro. Oh, Look it's at crazy! Torres. It's Look crazy. At Torres, Cavani, man. guys, so many players. Cavani lost his team yeah. because he got injured. Yeah, Cavani lost his team to Pato. Yeah, you guys remember Pato? Pato, Pato Marquisio. You yeah. know, some players don't play the same after an injury. A it big, is. big injury. A big injury, right? Because it's uh, you know. Uh, something else that I just found out recently because I, I saw that well Obama Yang or Pierre Emerick Obama Yang got a red card. Uh, we just had a conversation about this before. Is that sucks for our, our now? Soul. Tommy just informed me before that he's out until what? February second. That is wild, guys. I don't know, man. I, like my my through suspension, right? Through a suspension yeah. because of how he injured the player or how he injured Max Meyer, I think it was. The only reason I was defending. Uh, the situation is that how can he be out until February? You guys are making me laugh. How can he be out until February if his intent to injure him wasn't there? Like he didn't want, he didn't mean to do it the way he did it. And he doesn't have the background. And that was my point. He doesn't have yeah. the background of bad tackles for him to be out until February. And you compare him to is that fair? A good comparison. But is that fair to say? Yeah. 
Like how the how the how the fuck is he out until February because of this? This is crazy. This, uh, this is. Uh, I think once again. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. No. To go cut you off, no. 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 I think once again it's because of the outrage of the fans. Yeah. That's all it is, bro. The fans and the media. It's the outrage. That's crazy. They they, they saw the picture, and uh, they saw the picture of that ankle getting twisted up, bro, like Badly. a fucking yeah. Christmas That's present. Thing too. You're going cleats in. Like You're taking a huge risk, regardless of of if you have history or not. Okay, okay, but like two, three games. We, that's a whole month, man. What the hell? It's like what three games? <sighs> I don't Arteta know. Arteta isn't gonna be happy, man. Let me tell man, you. No, that. he's already he's already struggling with the team. He's and already, already fucking pulling his hair out and with no. Dava Louise. And they uh, fucking just tied Crystal Palace. Yeah. Another tie, another. Not a win. No, he's uh, and I, I because of defensive flaws. That's it. Yeah, Trash. but it was. And the only player to score that game was Obama Yang. <laughs> like, just to say, you take out Obama Yang, who was going to score, Alex? No, Arteta lost it at Pepe. one point. <laughs> like I said. Who? Who? Pepe, who? 80 million? Ozil. <laughs> fucking owl you know What? Don't diss Ozil now under Arteta. That's no, all I have no, to no. say. He looks a lot better. He's obviously not the same player he was, but he, he does look better. I'll give him that. Um... Look, I guess we'll leave it at that for Obama Yang. I have my um, uh, my thoughts on, on on the fact that he's literally out for a month. Uh, Honestly, it is a, a bit month, much. Though. It's three weeks. Okay. It is a bit much, bro. It's Honestly. a bit much. I don't know. I, I, I say innocent, it's okay. Innocent tackle, maybe two weeks. Three games. It sucks, bro. That's football. It's the way it rolls sometimes. No, it I sucks. don't. That's it. But... But maybe, His intent but, wasn't to injure the player, bro. That's, that's what that's that was my, that's my, that what what counts exactly. So for me, if if and someone brought up one of you guys brought up Ramos before, who has a history of dirty tackles and of dirty this and of dirty that. So for me, if he were to do it, that makes a lot more sense. But if you're a first a first time offender, it's like okay, we know we know you didn't mean to do it. You know, fine. Here, here's a game to. Here, uh, suspend you for a for game. For me, it's the outrage of the of the media. That the makes fans, sense, bro. Is it, it? it makes sense. Tw- I, Twitter, I, bro. Twitter has a way. Yeah, <laughs> has a fucking way, yeah. bro. They have power up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Am I right or wrong to say no, that? No, you're bro? right. Look, look, I, I, look at the fucking uh, Unai Emery situation. Look at I'm the Valverde wor- situation. Yeah. No, I. Uh, Tommy showing us the video here for. Um, Oh yeah, that was the picture that you put in the group chat. I don't yeah, know who it was. No, it's rough. It's you're, rough. How's it rough, man? He's stepping in cleats out late too. Not even near the ball. Come yeah. on, bro. You're sorry, I don't all I have upset. to say. All I have to say is, at that high speed. Wait, wait, hold on. Play, at that, hold, hold on. on. At that high speed, let me let me just say what I have to say. At that high speed, your brain. Uh, sorry, your body reacts delayed compared to your brain. That's all I have to say, bro. That's fair. Yeah. Your Fatigue, brain has a... sees the ball earlier compared to your body. Yeah. Oh, That's and... all it is, man. Hold on, hold on. Cleats in 100%. true. Two games. I need to yeah. check something. But that many, man, it's it's rough on a on a guy who, who doesn't even defender. make that many tackles, Okay, bro. but that was right after they, they tied the game. So the intent is there. He must have been pissed off, whatever. I'll take that. I'll take Jordan. Look, I, I think Listen, we've, all, we've all voiced our opinions yeah. here, and I, I can understand. Like I said, I understand your point. I, I understand your point too, though. So I just, 
it is what it is. They, I understand made, all of your points. They made, they made a decision. Uh, I'm I'm sure Arsenal are going to appeal this and maybe reduce the, the games. I hope so. I'm, I'm their positive because they don't have another goal scorer to score goals, Lock apparently. Nah, no, not even no, 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 no. Don't nah, say nah, his nah, name nah, on and this And I'm upset. Look, George. I'm not an Arsenal Pepe. fan. Look, Martinelli. Guys, Pepe's going to take so the fucking mantle, bro. Watch. You know what, Antonio, play him at striker the way he was for Lyon. I Maybe I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a little upset because I I'm, I'm I like Arteta and I'm 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 sad for him because wait he didn't play for Lyon oh, Lil anyways Lil. Uh, who are we talking Christ. about Wrong no whoever said Lyon was right by the way for he who? did play uh, like I said oh. did play for Lyon no not, not like I said Pepe oh Pepe, Pepe played Wrong for Lyon team okay so Loser. yeah exactly La who so for me I I feel bad a bit for Arteta because now he just lost his top goal scorer. He has Pepe who who shows up whenever he wants. Like I said, like I said, hasn't been like I said hasn't been uh, what they want him to be. Nor near. And they're lacking a bit in the midfielder in the, in the midfield. Uh, so you know we'll see what happens with Aubameyang being out of the lineup because now I don't know, man. It doesn't look good for Arsenal. In the next two three weeks, yeah. they're gonna struggle without Aubameyang. What would you do now? Transfer window. What would what buys do you go get? Obviously not striker, but like, what do you do? I, I buff up the center back position, no? Bro, uh, they need to lock in both tank point final. Oh yeah, bringing that experience, yeah, like that we'll leader, next week. Yeah. that leader type role. Because David Luiz is not your leader. As much as I love him, he's not your leader. He's not your captain. You so, love Luiz. I like David Luiz. I've, nice liked him, I've liked him for he's a long trash. time. I just. I, I'm always trying to find excuses for him, but he keeps letting me down. Bro, he's so, trash. He's trash at free kicks. I don't know fucking why people praise him so much, bro. Uh, so, watch whoa, the free whoa, kick. Whoa, then. Whoa, yes. Hold, 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 hold the fuck. Take him. Take him. Bro, a free kick taker, a free kick specialist scores more than once. Ronaldo is trash because he doesn't score more than once. Lionel Messi, period. That's a specialist. <laughs> yes, he scored the screamer. I remember Juninho. that. Which one? Which one? Which screamer? Brazil. There's a number of them. There's a few of them. Brazil and Chelsea. The, the, the knuckleball from There's 10 miles away. There's two of them, bro. Brazil and Chelsea. You just, you just said it. The knuckleball from 10 miles away, Chelsea. Two times, okay, George. Okay, but he doesn't take all the free kicks. Guys, there are some... Ta- the only reason I'm with George on this one is because I have seen interviews and videos of top players, mm-hmm. star Kevin De Bruyne, who have said they've learned... Directly from David Luiz, how to properly take a free kick. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah, Knuckleballs. Yeah, too many probies that day. Okay. Well, then that, there's, there's Anthony's comment to that. Right. Someone must have slipped a Mamali or something. No, but guys, me, he knows how to take you, a free kick a certain way, and other pl- star players have learned this specific way. Style, yeah. This style yeah, yeah. of how to. Take a free kick that. Yeah, yeah, the rugby style that goes over the net uh, one, fucking nine times out of ten. Bro. Okay. Even, Rashford, net even, even Rashford hits him like that. Yep. Oh, my God. How many has Rashford scored? Dude, he scored one against Chelsea not too long ago. Okay. And he scored. Anyways, that's besides <laughs> the fucking point. So we're going to move on from Arsenal. Um, since he you brought up play Rashford. Rugby, you play rugby. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Since I got this style from rugby. Punito Cristo. Anyways. Yeah. So since he brought up Rashford, we're going to talk about uh, Manchester United. Uh, they're looking at Bruno Fernandes, who I think is the perfect uh, transfer target for Man U. They're lacking that number 10 person, like the number 10 player, because uh, Jesse Lingard sucks. <laughs> what about Just Pogba? To, to be frank, Pogba's still injured. 
I'm saying when he's not injured. When well, he's not injured. Well, at this moment, that's not how they're thinking. Box they're thinking, the box. I got to say this. You know what? I'm, first of all, sorry to cut you off, George. Yeah, no worries. But Pugba is not reliable anymore for Man U. Uh, every time. Uh, I think he's playing games, bro. Tra- no, no, hold on bra- a second. Bra- wait a second. Bra- I'm talking about. And this is from I'm, a Pugba lover. Guys, wait a second. Oh. You guys know what I'm talking about. Though. I'm not talking about his quality <laughs> as a player. Tell me. I'm talking about when, when transfer windows approach. He, his heart doesn't lie with Manu. His heart lies with what his agent is telling him, and he wants to always leave. From what I can see, he's not reliable. Bro, he plays games. Sorry, he plays games. He plays games, and uh, I feel like he's not trustworthy. So for me, if I'm Manu, I'm definitely looking at Bruno Fernandez mm-hmm. because you know he's going to come to a top league, one of the biggest clubs in the world, Manchester United, and he's going to want to play for the club for the crest. I haven't seen that from Pugba. That or the wages, bro. The wages Man too. United, yeah, but that's the problem with Man United, though. Man United, they offer big wages compared to other teams. So a lot of these players, they come from nothing, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Up. Absolutely. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go play he's, for Man U. He's playing for Sporting CP right now. It's the same team as, uh, as Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And speaking of Bruno Shannon Fernandez, Ronaldo. I know a lot about him because he's always been on Tottenham's radar. And you don't know how passionate he is about the game. Every time they lose, he always see him put his jersey over his head and crying after every loss. Really, huh? Like, he's that that's passionate a, for the team. That's nuts. And side note, going back to Pogba, a little question I want to throw you guys. What do you value him at now, Paul Pogba? He's still... 80 mil. Oh, 80. I was just going to say 80. Yeah. Alex, you, I see you there struggling. I want I, to hear this from I, you. I take off 10 mil because <laughs> he's injured. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not. Look, I was gonna say 100. Still, maybe crosses the 100 mark because of who he is mm-hmm. and what he brings to the club in terms of revenue, in terms of star power, in terms of quality, in terms of like, there's so many things he th- that he brings you as a player yeah. that I feel like he's still worth that 100. You know what I mean? Like, if Raul were to get him, if Raul were to go after him tomorrow, there is no way you're seeing under 100 mil. There's no way. No, Facts. Is that is that fair? Yeah, but that's, oh, I agree. But that's because that's because they know that Real Madrid have the buying power. Exactly. Right. But there is no other like nobody they, else is gonna buy him. No one else is gonna yeah. pay that much for Pogba, right? One last thing about Pogba. The thing I know that's gonna save him is the Euro Cup. If he has oh, a great yeah. tournament for the Euro Cup, Facts. watch teams come calling Facts. in the summertime. Yeah, but that's a, that's such a Pugba thing to do, though. It's like he's. Well, gonna, he, it looks like it's gonna happen, Alex. He's gonna have a crazy a crazy tournament. Watch, and teams are gonna come overpay him. Real Madrid. I highly doubt this Spain's uh, Euro Cup over here. Yeah, Tonio's pretty confident in his in his team this year or this summer. Especially boy, that I'm gonna go watch them in Bilbao. I love it. Damn. Is that official? No, I'm still waiting for whoever <laughs> to contact me. <laughs> Oh, uh, I was gonna Bro, go. I've been checking my Gmail every day. I love it. As you Fucking should, my bastards. friend. You still have uh, to let me know, fuck. I was gonna go back to uh, Man United. <laughs> yep. Because they played Norwich this weekend and they won four zero, which is a pretty pretty good score. I mean, still convincing. Still convincing. You know, they're getting the three points. All right, Norwich isn't the best team, but but finally getting a win against the lower table. Team. Dude, you know who hasn't missed a step, bro? Juan Mata. He looked really good that game. What a pass to Rashford. Did you see that? I'm actually surprised that he played, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he played, man. I've always, there's always been a I've always had a soft spot for Juan Mata. It's I just do that, too. What's the matter? But uh, lately, obviously, in the last maybe couple of months, he hasn't really been playing, and I think we all know that. We've all seen that in the in the mm-hmm. team sheet. Mm-hmm. 
And he hasn't even been subbed on, I think, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, because you're, no. you're starting freaking donkeys like Pereira and fucking Lingard. Uh, and McDominay. Come and, on. And Lingard, too. So, I mean, come on. Like, you know, and look, they play him and look what happens. They went 4 nothing, and he provides an incredible assist to Rashford. Delicious bowl. What a pass by oh. to Rashford. So, I, I, we can only hope... Uh, well, I mean, we don't have uh, a lot of Manchester United lovers in this uh, in this room right now. In this, chance. In this vicinity. In this vicinity at the chance. moment. But you know what? I would be happy for Mata if he kept, you know, playing every week, uh, getting these results. It'd be nice to that he shows what he can provide to the team. He He's a good rotational player. At, at the age that he's at now, he can still bring quality, but yeah. he can't bring you uh, 90 minutes every game, right. week in, week out. He does his job yeah. at a minimal minute level so coming off the bench and just getting the job done finishing it off and yep. providing that additional nice rotational piece yep. piece at the end definitely so um in other news let's uh, move on from that um, from what pulisic injured for a couple of weeks yeah hudson stepping up though yeah so what do you what do you want to say on that are you are you are Good you friend. hopeful for maybe Hudson to kind of step up and pull his shoes? He is not hopeful. Nope, I could just tell by his face. He, he scored his Captain America. He scored a goal. Yeah, he scored his first goal of the season uh, in the Premier League. In the Premier League. They were going crazy on Twitter, the Chelsea fucking page, because he scored against Nottingham Forest. Like, okay, I get it, but y'all need to chill for two minutes. Okay. They like you were like you've said before, like constantly, they overhype British players. And I'm not taking his ability away for anything, but just a tad over overhyped. Okay. You know He was referring to me, Canales. Oh yeah, yeah, Antonio. <laughs> I turned around to you thinking that but anyways. Um no, good for him. I mean again, I'm it was against Burnley and the last time we played Burnley, Kristen Pulisic scored three goals and we won five zero. And now we played at home, so big big win, three nothing win. Big win, three nothing win. They got the three points. They they keep five points difference from Man United, who are sitting in fifth. Good for them. Shout out for Kepa, and we move on. That's all it is. Okay. No, I know. I just I I saw uh, that he was out for a couple of weeks, and I, I just wanted to know if you think that was going to take maybe take a dent into their performance I don't or think their, so. their production no I don't think so okay. you have Willian you have you can play you can play uh, Hudson Odoi he he's I'm not saying he's terrible but I'm not saying he's the best either. not the best either okay but he does sometimes he does like donkey moves like stuff that I don't understand but I guess that comes with maturity of a player like 100% you know so yeah that's it all right, guys. Well, I mean, uh, did you guys want to bring up anything else? Yes. Can I say something? Go for it. No, you're not allowed. Everton with another win. Oh, yeah. Guys, no one's looking at Everton. That's another win. Yeah, because they're at the three they're, points. They're in 11th. No, but, we're looking. No, but look, ever well, since the coaching Car- change. Carlo, Carlos, yeah, exactly. Ever since the coach, guys, they've been on like W City right now. Yeah. Every week. Well, they lost against City. Okay, but yeah, that's but that's City. City. Come Apart on. from City, <laughs> shut your mouth, you little grinning. Even Alex there trying to hide a smirk. Apart from that, no, they've, been on, they, they, they've been on a crazy track, guys. Yeah, but we, it's like we've said multiple times. They've always had this in their in their, their system. They just needed the right coach to, to put it together. So was that Carlo? Maybe it was. I was shitting on him because I felt like he was being overpaid at Everton. But the results are speaking for themselves, and we'll see if he actually right. keeps this up. And if he does, 
He's earning every dollar that he's making. Yeah, what is this now? Like four wins in a row? Oh, well, oh, I mean, besides the city. If you don't count city, the city, sorry. it's about three, four wins in a row. Yeah, because yeah, before City, they beat Newcastle, they beat Burnley, they drew Arsenal. Uh, the, the, no, no, the draw with Arsenal was right before the coaching change. So okay. right after that right draw. After Arsenal, so it was win-win, loss against City, 2-1. And now. And then win against, oh, they lost against Liverpool in the FA Cup. It's fine. It's normal. That's, that's fair. Um, and then they won against Brighton. Which was uh, uh, that just past weekend? That just yeah. past this weekend. Not convincing, but either way, it's still three points. Uh, even in general, too, though, the last loss in the EPL was December 4th against Liverpool again. Guys, December 4th. 5 2. Okay. We're almost mid January. That's something to say for besides, everything. Besides City, I'm saying. On yeah, but January that's besides 1st. City, he said. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, obviously, you're not going to mention City or Liverpool because Everton aren't there yet. But they're, but they're stealing the three points from teams that they should, though. And it wasn't a blowout either against City. It was two one. That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm just look. It's it's great. It's great. I'm just I want to see if they can keep it up every week. You know what I mean? I want player I have to shout out for Everton is Calvert Lewin. Like I don't know yep. what happened to him, but these past couple of games, the chances he's getting, the runs that he he's wants making, to, the passes, he wants to impress his new coach. And I'll tell you something, he is. And well, he is. they they were he was. Um, there was like an article saying that they were questioning his work rates on the field. Questioning whose work rates? Calvert? Calvert-Lewin, yeah. Okay. So I guess he wanted to step it up. Sure. It's very possible. Maybe even Carlo pointed it out to him. So it's Probably. very possible. And their schedule also works in their favor too. They're playing West Ham next, Newcastle next, Watford next. Those are for sure at least six points. Home or away? Um, West Ham again and Watford are away. Newcastle's at home. Then again... Excuse me. Uh, Watford uh, has been fucking also tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they finally got out of relegation zone. Oh, they're on. A, they're on a tear right they're now. On a tear right now. So, and it was ever since Everton's gonna win that game. There, uh, we'll that's, see. that's out of those nine points, they're gonna get six for sure. Every time I bet on a game, bro. I yeah, it's enough. Yeah, Tony. How about you stop? Yeah, I think. I think. How many screenshots? How many rants? <laughs> you stop. So just to be clear, I think that, we covered that luck is going uh, against me. I think we covered all the transfer uh, targets, uh, the, at least the big ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to end uh, this episode here because I'm looking at next week's schedule for EPL, and it's Liverpool Manu, and the last time those two guys met, game. Manu were the only team this uh, this season that were able to get them on a draw and make them lose points. But they're playing at Anfield. They're playing at Anfield. That's what I was uh, just going to ask, and that goes to show they're getting a tire draw. Uh, a tire win, so. Who? Uh, Liverpool. Another draw from, from, from Man U? They ain't going to lose in Anfield. So, okay, so you're saying that they're getting points no matter what. That's what he's yes, saying. Yes, sir. Okay, that's going to be a good game, though. Should be. Should be. It will be. We'll see, classic. If, we'll see if our boy uh, Mata can, can get another start. And well, hopefully if, they played he can... the, if they played the way they played against City, yeah. defensively. You, you know what? Coming off of Cardiff 2, 4-0, it's a very big uh, confidence booster for Man U. Mm-hmm. If everybody stays healthy and on track. Yo, that kid, uh, what's his name on the left? Uh, Bradley Williams or whatever? Brandon Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's sick. He's, he's, uh, he's pretty serious. Yeah, and Greenwood is solid too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Greenwood, Greenwood. and Greenwood scored again, by the way. Yeah, it's not against Norwich. Uh... The last goal, I think. Yeah. So yeah. He's better than Joao. Joao Felix. Joao. Who's Felix. better than Joao Felix? Greenwood. Greenwood. Oh, you guys uh, discussed about that little uh, scrap uh, against no Messi. Scrap. 
Wolfcraft. We're not we're not saying Messi and Suarez and saying bring it on. I don't know if Greenwood's better than Joel. <laughs> Anyways, is that, is that something you guys want to finish with? Bah. No, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. We're going to see where they are in five years. Yeah, okay. That's what I was going to okay. Five years. Uh, I'm going to finish off with Zlatan scoring two goals this week against Spal. Yeah, the last time you said he was going to score wrong. two goals, you I were wrong. I was wrong. wrong. So shut I was up. Wrong. No, no. Now we're going to say it one more time because they're playing Spal. Last play Spal. Watch my boy Zlatan. Yeah, I see him doing good. I see him at least getting one, not two. Listen, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up before we end the podcast is that uh, Jovic got got, uh, two starts in that Supercopa tournament, whatever you want to call it. And he's probably not going to start again uh, for the rest of the season. I would go with Mariano. Was he that bad? (laughs) Bro, he should have gotten two clear goals and... In, in both games and he didn't so that's sad that's man that's all I have to say that's sad that's it that's all man alright so uh, I guess with that we can end the 13th episode of the podcast of the 5 on formation we'll see you all next week thank you very much for tuning in as always see you ciao guys